Introducing When the show airs, we air together Even in this sloppy weather Sun don't shine every now and then Need a lifeboat for me and Glenn Now that it's raining more than ever O's have to play a double header They should play games in a domed arena O's need to play in a domed arena Rena, Rena, A, A, A O's need a domed arena Rena, Rena, A, 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 A Glenn Clark Good, good morning I don't know what just happened there You really like that, Jordan That, that was you really, really enjoyed that It is Glenn Clark Radio I'm Glenn Clark, he's Paul Valley We got a lot to do on the program today uh, coming up later on this morning, our buddy Spiro Marikas is going to join us in studio. Towson play-by-play voice will hang out with us. We will go over the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction class. I guess we'll talk about the fact that uh, Towson is a game away from being back in the NCAA tournament as uh, they were victorious last night. Now, they get UMass, Jordan. Is that who they're playing in the championship game? No, they, they beat they beat they they beat UMass so last who they, night. Who do they play though? I have no clue. No way to be on top of it. You, Mr. Doctor Towson over here, really bang up job. Doc, isn't this a guy who doesn't go to the games? Yeah, he's a bad guy. Delaware is who they're playing. Wow. They beat UMass, so they'll play Delaware for the CAA title tomorrow. Jordan, of course, a one supporter. Mr. Mr. Towson, you know it. God. Uh, Spiro will be in studio with us. We're also, I think we're going to do today our top 10 Beatles songs in honor of the Paul McCartney uh, show coming to Camden Yards. So I think uh, that's all coming up. Before any of that, uh, we'll make our weekly trip to Bowie. It's a little bit late this week, but Ryan Watson's been really hot. So we will talk to him, and also we will chat with Coastal Carolina football coach Jamie Chadwell all about New Ravens tight end Isaiah Likely, who they selected in the fourth round. So all of that on the program today. Today's show is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, their sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Saw some confusion yesterday when it was announced that uh, Adley Rutschman and D.L. Hall were getting called up to Norfolk after a brief stint in Bowie. Um, I, I think you got your answer when you looked at the weather forecast. I don't think it's all that hard to figure out why it is that they decided to make that a short stint in Bowie. The Bay Sox are home this weekend. Norfolk is in Nashville. That's your answer. I mean, that's, it's as simple as... Th- and I'm, I'm saying that not because somebody with the Orioles told me. I actually had somebody else who kind of explained to me that this was not the plan. As of yesterday, this was not the plan. The plan was changed, and it didn't take very, might very long to figure out why it was that the plan was changed. The plan was changed because nobody knows if we're going to be able to play any baseball games in this area. It's a little bit it's unfortunate. When we talk to Ryan Watson, I'd like to plug what's going on with the Bay Sox, and the answer is going to be, stay tuned. <laughs> Nobody knows. The weather sucks all weekend. Paul, to your point about a doubleheader, when? When do you think they're playing a doubleheader? <laughs> Maybe Sunday? I don't, Maybe, I don't even know. I haven't looked at Sunday yet. I have. I was. I under- think it's supposed to clear up Sunday. Sunday it's supposed to clear up? So, yeah. so maybe, but there's a third game. When are they going to play that? In Kansas City. 
I mean, like, this is the reality. The reality is the weather's supposed to stink. There's an off the day on day. Monday. Are the Royals off on Monday also? I don't. I, I got to be honest with you. Not something that I have definitive information about. I can't uh, I can't tell you if that's the case or not. It would it would certainly behoove all parties involved if it were to be the case that the, uh, the Royals are off on Monday. Both teams are off Monday. So there might be an easy way to solve this problem. There might be an easy solution to how this all works out. It is 178 degrees in this studio. It, uh, and by the way, we've got a new fan. It's just not here yet. For some reason, it's sitting at John Colson's house. Maybe John Colson, thanks a lot, bud. Maybe bring it on over. Not like we're dying in the studio with somebody else coming in this morning. Anyway, love you. Appreciate all your efforts. Could use that fan. Maybe we'll send somebody over. Maybe I'll send Cass over to John's house to pick up the fan. That might be the way that the, the morning goes. Um, Have Spiro stop over on his way in. <laughs> Got a minute. <laughs> um, I'm trying to pull up the forecast for Sunday right now. I was trying to do that, but there are so many. There's got to be more ads. I blame Jordan mostly for all the ads. All right, here's what it looks like. Uh, yeah, only a 24% chance of rain on Sunday, so... I would I would think that if they're going to try to do this with a doubleheader, you would actually at this point maybe make it like a game on Sunday and a doubleheader on Monday mm-hmm. would be the more likely scenario to me of how this plays out. Uh, is there a window at all for tomorrow? No, it's pretty much rain all day. Cloudy with periods of rain, a high chance of rain 100%. Rainfall about a half an inch during the day and at night. Steady light rain in the evening. Showers continuing late. Chance of rain, 90%. Yeah, it does not look good for trying to play a baseball game in the next two days. So, that, I mean, it really is as simple as that. It, that. That's the reason why they changed their plans for Adley Rutschman and D.L. Hall is because they don't know if there's going to be any baseball played this weekend in Bowie. So get them somewhere else where they can play baseball. I was listening to uh, Jeremy Kahn today, and he said somebody told him there's a dry window for the start of the game today, so they might try and get it in. I, don't, I didn't see that in the forecast that I looked at. But Jeremy Kahn was, I don't want to say convinced, but... Well, I mean, I'm, Jeremy might be talking to somebody who knows that that's what they're going to attempt to do. And again, if they know that the weather is no better tomorrow, look, it'd be, it would be great news for them if neither team had to play on Monday. You don't want to take away an off day. Right. You just It's not naturally what you want to do. Um, so if there's any way that they could get a game in today and then play a doubleheader on Sunday and get through all three games this weekend, they'll look to do that. I'm looking at the hourly forecast and... I don't, I don't see what he's saying. <laughs> I see nothing but 90% every hour all day long. What a miserable, miserable effing weekend this is. Um, so, I but, don't know. But it's Mother's Day. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. You're welcome. Dynamite You're observation. Welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. I still haven't picked up my gifts, so. <laughs> I, I My mother is out of town, so I don't have to worry about anything for my mother. My mom's in Hawaii. That's nice. That's and nice. I, my, my roommate just got on a flight to Hawaii. Wow. Well, <laughs> any other... Random. People, people going to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Um, I got like Hawaii in here. I got to I got to do. We're, uh, I, the kids are sending my wife flowers. The kids are, as you know, the kids are doing that. That's what the kids are doing for her. me. I'll take her to brunch, and then we'll be all right. I think. I think that's the plan. The Our anniversary is Tuesday, brunch. which is they do love themselves a brunch. Who doesn't love brunch, though? In fairness, that's Who, true. Who's opposed to brunch? Brunch my, is wonderful. My girlfriend claims that brunch is a very meat-heavy meal, and I argue that with her. I'm like, brunch is not meat-heavy. No, brunch, it is meat-heavy. Br- brunch is whatever you make. You don't have to have bacon and sausage. You can. You don't have, have to, but there's an overabundance be, of it. I yeah. It's there, little Jordan. It, 
Eh. If you go to a, no, I, they don't, no, I'm, I'm not going to make the same mistake I make uh, eight times and plug someone by accident. So yes, don't do that. Not. Yes, correct. You can say something that sounds similar to yes. it. You can say something like, you know, if you go to, I don't even know what the place is that you're thinking of, so I can't, I, yeah. I can't step in here, but like, if you go to, and then say it in Pig Latin or something like go, that. Go to... Smeg expectations. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm not. I actually, you know what? I don't think I've ever been. Honest to God, I don't think I've ever been. Uh, so I couldn't speak to that. Uh, we'll be going to the golf course because I don't know if you've heard. We're country club members. Ooh. Oh, yeah? We, we're pool members. We're definitely not members of the country club. <laughs> we're pool members. Not going to it's, the nylon booster? It is not. We are, I, don't, I don't know what it costs us. It does not. I just like saying that we're country club members every time I'm over there. I'm like, ah. Yeah, rubbing elbows with the other or the other side. I we don't we are not actually country club members, but that's where we go for brunch on Mother's Day. All right, uh, Orioles were victors last night. To tell us about it, we give him sixty seconds. Sometimes he even makes it. He is our one minute man, Paul Valley. So the Orioles' bats have seemed to come to life the last two games of the series. They hit two homers and scored nine runs on 12 hits uh, two days ago. And then last night, uh, five runs on five solo home runs uh, ever since uh, apparently uh, manager Brandon High lambasted them in the clubhouse for not having better at bats. They've been swinging it. Um, the Orioles kind of knocked around Chris Archer. Spencer Watkins was okay, not great. He pitched four and two-thirds innings, gave up. Three runs, and honestly, it uh, it should have been worse. There were a couple of defensive gems by Anthony Santander and Austin Hayes. But good to see the bats get going. I think Cedric Mullins is firmly back. Another multi-hit game, a couple of extra base hits, including the home run. Mount Castle, two home runs. Nice to see in the bullpen, just not not giving up anything the last couple innings, which is nice to see, too. And the big story is Bowie um, is sending Rutschman and uh, D.L. Hall up to Norfolk. Uh, and it looks like... Those guys could be debuting sooner than we thought here for the Orioles. Maybe no. definitely not next week, but no. that's not what it means. <laughs> You're okay. supposed to let me finish. <laughs> I, okay, you can have two extra seconds. You're, I'm done. Okay. Okay, yeah. I'm finished. It doesn't mean that. They are not debuting sooner than we thought. Again, this is literally well, just about the weather. Well, no, but Norfolk, the, he, Hall's not going to start again for Bowie. Right. He, he wasn't going to start again for Bowie. So moving him to Norfolk after only seven starts last year, and Michael I said at the beginning of the year that oh, that DL Hall uh, could be here quicker than we expect. If well, he's already you, in if, Norfolk, you wanna, if you want to mean never DL Hall, I'm saying Adley Rutschman's the timeline has not changed for Adley no, Rutschman. No, Adley Rutschman's debuting a week from they, Monday. They, in my they just moved him for the weekend because they can't. They don't know if they're going to be able to play baseball in Bowie. That's right. it. That's the end of the story on Adley Rutschman. There's no. I saw a lot of people. I know we were doing the fun thing like, hey, why don't they just call him up this weekend? They can do Rutschman versus uh, Witt. They're they're not the only thing. We're reading way too much into what they did yesterday. You guys know what the weather is. You can look out a window. I mean, I guess if you're not here, if you're John and Little Rock, you can't do that. Well, we, but we, you still have apps. We had Rich Dubroff on the bat around mm -hmm. last week, and he said he expects Rutschman to debut no, at the end of the month, mm -hmm. um, which – or which. Oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't Rich Dubroff. It was a week before. But somebody said that they expected Rutschman to debut at the end of the month. He's probably going to debut a week from Monday. I, the, but I was talking about more so as D.L. Hall. The fact that he's in Norfolk after only eight career Bowie starts, I think it speaks to how they view him and how quickly he could Yeah, be I don't know that D.L. Hall's going to come when Adley Rutschman comes. No way. But uh, to the idea that I, I, I don't know when. I'm not going to pretend like I have any feel. There, it has been sort of commonly held the timeline for Adley Rutschman and it has not changed whatsoever. No. It you know in if if it's changed, it's not because of what they did yesterday. It's changed internally. And it makes no sense that it would change. The idea that they would debut Adley Rutschman on the road is kind of bonkers. Um 
the D.L. Hall thing, I don't know exactly what the timeline is going to be. I don't know how long he's going to be there. I'd be stunned if he gets called up the exact same time that Adley Rutschman gets called up. Um, but I don't know that it'll be that much longer either. I don't know exactly what it is that the what they want to accomplish during the time that D.L. Hall is there. That's the part that I'm not sure of. I don't know if there is a plan for getting, you know, ramping up to a certain amount of pitches, if there's a plan for I don't know exactly what the thought process is because I don't know when they'd be comfortable putting DL Hall into the rotation in Baltimore. Is it whenever they feel like he's ready? Is it when somebody gets hurt and they need a pitcher and he just happens to be the next guy up? I'm worried the cast is falling asleep again. She's got a giant rock star energy. She I should. understand, but she does she does that thing. She does that thing. Um, and microphone? Her microphone's right there. It's not. It's, she's fine. It's right there. Stressed. You're stressed. Yes. Why? I lost my key to my apartment. Jesus. Can't find it, and if I lose it, I have to pay a hundred dollar fine. So I'm a little like but freaked it's, out. It's one key. Yeah, but it's the apartment key. But why too. is it not on a keychain? It was on my keychain. It's in your car, I guarantee it. No, I s- literally scoured it. You got to talk into the microphone. I literally it. scoured everywhere for it. I'm sorry, I'm very stressed out right now. All right. Yeah. The, the d- little d- key ring is d- like d- broken. D- do you want a You've, minute to go back down and, and, no. and look again? No, no, no. It was gone like as They're, I was in my car. Very nervous about you, cats. You've got to retrace your steps. I lost. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Mom. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. You're welcome. Dynamite well, observation. I, 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 didn't, I didn't keep my apartment key on any like key rack. It was just a key in my pocket for the longest time. What Why? is yeah. wrong with because you? I was like, I'll go, I'll go get a keychain eventually. And then this is eh, a lot of there's a lot of weird going on. And then I I I had a bit too much to drink one. One night, no and way, I, and I, I know, and I lost it in a bush, and it took me three hours to find it, and it was outside a senior citizen's home, hmm. and a little grandma found it for me. Bless that grandma. What just oh, that's very that? sweet of. I don't know what just occurred. Everything, it's just. I, I think it's the heat getting. I think it's the the. the I'm dying so, over here. We're the all going through heat that we're, strokes. We're working in. Literally, like I was staring off into space, retracing my steps. I was like, okay, I was there, right. and then I walked here, and then I walked there, and now I'm thinking of where I'm gonna go look after the show. So you 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 don't you, you sure you don't want to go look in no, the car? No, it was again? it was gone as I was driving. So like. It, I noticed as I was driving. Okay, so you're convinced that it's back. You're you're back. It's back at, at, at you're somewhere near your house. Yeah, has you're to. where you live. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's in your apartment. I'm wondering if we shouldn't send Cass back. I'm wondering if we. No, she's no. Very. T- you're very. You, you seem very stressed about this. I am. It's just a hundred dollars. You know. I mean, I, I, you seem like maybe it's something that you want to get t- taken care of. No, it's okay. All right. I'm fine. All I'll right. live. All right. Wherever the key is, it's stay. So whether I go now or later, right, it's right. going to be in that well, exact same. I don't know same. if you know. It's raining. It could wash into a, a, some See, sort of. Wait, why would wait, you wait, say wait, that? Way to make her feel I know. Good, well, that's why I'm saying. If you I'm need to go good. deal I'm with fine. it, go deal with it's it. Fine. All right. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Anyway, I don't know what we were talking about. Oh, D.L. Hall. I don't know what the plan is. I don't. I have no idea what the timeline well, will be for D.L. Hall. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Who's the most susceptible guy in the Orioles rotation right now? You would say it's probably Spencer Yeah, Watkins, probably. And it looks like. Two starts from now would line up on that Monday with Adley Rutschman. I'm not saying it could happen, yeah, but Grayson I, Rodriguez not, could come up and pitch that game. I'm not. I'm not there. I'm not there. Paul's fantasizing. Yeah, this that, that sounds a lot more. There's it's also, all we have, damn it! But the, Paul was also doing a bit on social media last night where he was like trying to pretend like the Orioles were were good. <laughs> like I, I there mean, was a lot of. I mean, they they've been they've been playing. They've playing had two okay. good games. Stop. I they've don't. had more than two good. They've been it's, competitive yeah, all two, year. T- 
it's competitive it's the home, home run chain. The home run chain is going to turn their what, season I'm sure that's I never said that the, the Orioles are good. I said last year I made the mistake of saying something, and then they lost 110 games. So I'm not going to get overhyped about these two games. But they are playing better through 26 games than I saw last year. And I think that the, right, with the players— 26 games last year, they were actually playing fairly well. What are you talking about? But— it's a it's a different kind of baseball that I'm seeing from this team this year. They're in more games than I felt like they because they would win games last year, but they were they're in more games than I'm seeing them be in uh, last year. And with what we have coming, what they have coming up in the next few weeks, I, I had no months, problem with saying something like I'm more interested in the Orioles because we think that they have pieces coming that are really right. interesting. That was I have my no point. problem with that. That was my point. The idea that we try to make it seem like because they've won two two days ago, the Orioles were terrible. The idea that with, because they won back to back games. They're suddenly good or interesting or something along those lines. Look, man, I, I don't know. I can't see the future. Maybe they'll start being interesting at some point. I have no clue. But if I, I had think to, they are interesting if, now. You're inclined to think they're interesting. Uh, I, you love baseball. It's it's what you have. You're not a neutral party. So let me have this. <laughs> your your opinion for what it's worth. I agree with you, Paul. There you go. Thank you. You got little Jordan. I don't you know got, what that means. I don't Maybe really I know what it means. Not, 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 not really probably sure doesn't mean either. a lot. But. I, I, again, interesting is a – it's like when we use stuff to decide, uh, describe – to credit I, – I actually did like this exchange between Melanie Newman and Ben McDonald last night where they were joking about how we just use this term stuff to describe – a lot of different things about the way that a pitcher pitches. We just say stuff, right? And like that's mm-hmm. the the term that we use for it. Interesting, similarly, can cover a lot of ground. Are they interest more? If you want to say they're more interesting than they were a year ago, well, by default, they have to be more interesting than they were a year ago because a year ago they didn't have Adley Rutschman on the way or the home run chain. That, that's not. That's not a thing. So we gotta. You got to ease up on all that. That's not it's a great thing. thing. Yeah, Every sure. team has one. It's, the Orioles are just the latest to do it. Nonsense. Um, I, I have no. God bless. You want to do it? Your silly home run chain. Do your silly home it's run fun. chain. Have fun. I, it, it's. I think old it, man shouts at cloud. No, I'm not shouting at anything. I don't care. Like it's a I'm fun, not. It's no, a fun. I'm not fun mad gimmick. about it in any way. I have no. I am not remotely bothered by the home run chain. That's not a thing. Um, they they interesting because of it. I I don't know. You know, like sure, we'll go with that. I I'm not. I, we're stretching, and we're stretching almost to like make ourselves feel better, and that's fine. I get it. It's a lot more pleasant than like being like, "Wow, this stinks." I, I hope they win some more games. That would be fun. That would be neat. But I, I, I just would say maybe we settle down a little bit, and not get too carried away. That's all that I would say at that point. Um, again, we will see if they're able to play any baseball this weekend. Is it's uh, it is it gonna rain? As uh, the great uh, what was the name of the weatherman and the Family Guy? Ollie was that his name? Is Ollie? What was his what was his last name? I don't even remember. Boy, it's been a long time since I cared about Family Guy. Uh, it gonna rain is the way that he would describe it. All right, uh, that's going on today's show. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel tomorrow. Big fight night on tap. UFC 274. Gaethje, Oliveira, as well as Canelo Alvarez and Dimitri Bivol. The place to be for the fights is the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel with their 61 self-service kiosks to get your bets in. Email events at sportssocialmd.com right now in order to reserve your spot. Um, they've been playing day games this week, so we've had to move the schedule around for our uh, weekly trip down to Bowie, but an opportunity to catch up with someone who's uh, has been having quite the season. He's been very impressive. 
pitching to a 2.41 ERA. He is Ryan Watson, and he joins us now here on GCR. Ryan, it's Glenn and Paul. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, great to be on. Uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. How good did you feel coming into this season? Did you did you know that like something big was coming when the year got underway? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I felt pretty good. You know, uh, I put in a lot of a lot of work this off season. Um, you know, with my trainer down in Florida, and um, you know, just put in some really solid work, and was feeling really good going into spring training. You know, had a had a pretty good spring training, and uh, was yeah, just looking forward to the season. You know, I felt like I uh, definitely had made some improvements from from last year, and was ready to get after it. Do you? So we got to talk about you started the season retiring your first 27 batters. Do you try to like qualify that as a perfect game? Do you try to like say, Hey, I've done it. I've, this is, it counts, right? Uh, I mean, I, I guess you could look at it like that. Oh, I will. I I was just trying to, (laughs) I was just, uh, trying to go out and, you know, do the best I could. And it, uh, it worked out for the first, few games there for sure well you've still been pitching well since that point are you are you a a superstitious type maybe a little stitious like when you were when you were going through that streak did you did you do anything to say hey man until i give up a, a hit i'm not gonna i'm not gonna change what i eat anything along those lines no not really you know like i i try to stick to a routine so to speak like on days i pitch but uh no nothing nothing crazy i guess you know just Tried to go out and do my thing. Yeah, I mean, it worked, bro. It worked. Yeah. It was successful. Ryan Watson is with us here on Glen Clark Radio from the Bowie Bay Sox. Um, Ryan, you know, take me through what were specifically the goals for you coming into this year. And when you say the work that you put in with the trainer, what what was it? Dial in on what it was that you were working on, what you wanted to change coming into this season at Double A. Uh, it was really just like uh, a, from a strength standpoint. You know, I'm, I've always been. I feel like a pretty strong guy, but I was weak in uh, in some areas that I uh, wanted to improve on. So I really hit those hard in the off season. Uh, you know, tweaked my mechanics just a little bit, and um, you know, been the velocity went up from last year a little bit from just uh, the strength aspect of it. You know, I'm stronger coming into this year, and um, yeah, really just you know, kind of just going right at guys is, you know, the mindset, you know, just go right at them with, you know, my best stuff You and uh, just get after it. When you say the velocity went up, where 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 have you been sitting? Um, This season I've been, you know, like 93, 95. Okay. You know, touching six and seven. Yeah. In there. That's legit. <laughs> like the first, okay. So how, where had you been sitting before then? Uh, last season I sat, you know, around 91 93 and i'd run it up you know 94 95 so when you hit like 97 for the first time do do you like kind of jump up and down like holy crap are you see if i were to do something like that i i I would throw a parade like are you the more (laughs) casual type or like oh yeah that's where i thought i was gonna be able to get yeah i mean i knew i had it i had it in me it was just trying to unlock it and i think uh this off season, you know, the work I put in helped me get to that point where I could un- unlock the the extra velo, and you know, it, it was uh, 
it was more like a like just a good feeling knowing that the uh, the work in the off season paid off when you know I went out for my first outing and looked up and saw that I was throwing harder. I mean, that it's it's a great feeling to have. There's no doubt about it. Ryan Watson is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Ryan, uh, you're in your second organization, right? And you are getting into your mid twenties. When when you talk about some of the work that you put in, where you start starting to feel maybe a little bit of a clock like hey i gotta get on the radar i gotta get this moving a little bit were you feeling any of that throughout last season into the off season uh i mean no not really uh you know i was i was uh i was drafted by the dodgers out of high school and uh went to auburn yep and so last year was my my first professional season sure so last year i was just trying to you know get off to a good start and you know put up some good numbers and this year is really like a, a year to push and uh you know show uh show what i've got and really you know just strive to get to baltimore Did, I, I guess does it feel good to be on the radar right does it does it feel good to be you know you were probably a guy that was a little bit overlooked in this organization and, and part of that is we know there's some it's a pretty top heavy organization right now right yeah um did it did it does it feel good to be getting that attention now after a solid start, again, going back to superstition, do you try to say, like, nah, I, I got to block all that out? I mean, yeah, I guess it feels good. It's just You just try to do the best you can do, and, you know, the, it's going to it's gonna all going to work out in the end. You know, if you go out and, um, you know, play your best ball and do, uh, do what you know you're capable of doing, you know, the, the, it seems like, you know, the other stuff will take care of itself. Um, so I just try to go out and, put up quality outings every yep. time I'm out and uh, just give the, the team a chance to win. He's Ryan Watson. He's with us here on GCR. Again, the Bay Sox are hoping to be home this weekend. We all have seen the same weather forecast. We all know the reality. Um, we think it's pretty safe that on Sunday they're going to be able to host their Mother's Day celebration. You can uh, bring your glove and play catch with your mom on the field at Prince George's Stadium before the game. Also, fans run the bases afterwards, and hopefully they'll be able to get baseball in tonight or tomorrow. Again, go to BaySox.com. You can find out more about all of their upcoming promotions. Um, so, so Ryan, spending some time, I know it was very brief this week with Adley Rutschman. Um, what was it like? What did you take from it? And, you know, how excited are you to, to get back, you know, keep climbing and able to be able to work with him again in the future? Uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome, man. He's a, he's a great guy, you know, off the field in the clubhouse, you know, from the interactions I had with him, he's, he's just a super dude. And, uh, you know, he's everything about him's you know, big league, you know, he's, he works hard. He's, you know, sound behind the plate. He's obviously got a great bat. You know, he's just one of those players that you, you know, you, you're around for a short amount of time and you already know, like, that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like, you know, and he's definitely uh, going to help, you know, the big league team win some games here in the, in the near future. Was he behind the plate for your start the other day? Yeah, he was. All right, so because that was the one you got roughed up, do you almost become, like, again, we go back to superstitious. Do you say, like, well, nope, when you get up here, you're going to have a personal catcher. It can't be Adley. It didn't work out that time. (laughs) (laughs) No. Nope. We'll try to get Ryan Watson back. Not sure what happened there. Ryan Watson from the Bowie Bay Sox with us here on GCR. Yeah, Ryan had a spectacular uh, start, his previous start. Where he went five innings, five shutout innings, and then the other night with Adley behind the plate, he went 
five and two thirds, but he gave up five runs. <laughs> so everything had been going really well right until that guy showed up. Uh, Ryan Watson back with us. Maybe it was Adley who cut the line. That might be what happened there. I don't, I don't know what just happened. Yeah, but, it's uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, going back to your question, no, it like uh, yeah, Tuesday was just it was all on myself. You know, it was just fastball command wasn't quite there, but uh, it was it was awesome being able to, to throw to Adley. He's a you know, like I said, he's very solid behind the play, very sound. You know, it was. The pitch calling, you know, we were in sync, and you know, I'd met the guy three hours before the oh, outing, so like, wow. he knew what was going on. Like he, we, uh, you know, we linked up pretty quick in the pen, especially, you know, just with what we wanted to do or try to do that day, and you know, I just left a couple pitches over the plate that got hit, but you know, other than that, you know, it was. It was it was a neat experience and excited to hopefully get a chance to work with him again here. Did he do the, the thing with, did he do the thing with you where he came and greeted you at the end of an inning? Did 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 he Yeah, do yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Right? It was, uh, yeah, he comes up, he's like, Hey, you know, like that was a like, good inning, stuff like that, you know, and it was it was it was cool, yeah. It's a, it's a cool, it's a, it's a, you know, we're not used to it. I guess at this point we are now because we've seen him do it a lot, but it was still, when he started doing it, we were like, wow, what is that? We've never seen this before, but it seems like a cool kind of way to sort of, I don't know, decompress at the end of an inning, right? To, to have that quick chat. Yeah, for sure. You know, especially like after the first inning, you know, I gave him a couple of runs and, you know, it was, he, he met me at the line and he was like, Hey man, like you're, you're fine. You know, going to get right back in the next inning. It was kind of, you know, it's it relieving almost. Just it's cool. First guy you talk to is the the guy you're working with coming off the field. So it's awesome, man. All right, well, what do we need to know about you, Ryan Watson? Let me let me get you know away from baseball. What are you into? Like, if we see you on an off day, and so like on Monday of this week, how are you going to spend your time? What's what's Ryan Watson all about besides baseball? I. I play a lot of golf you know you probably see me playing golf on the off day with some of the guys um all right give me best and yeah. worst give me best and worst golfer on the team best best golfer on the team's probably jensen elliott he okay just got, he just got here from uh aberdeen yeah me and him play a lot of golf and he uh yeah i like to think i'm i'm pretty good i'm decent at golf but man he's he can really he can really swing it. Is it to the point where, like, maybe guys don't bring their wallets when they play with him? Like, dude, you know, we're going <laughs> to... Oh, yeah, no, we definitely have to, you know, give him, give him a partner who's not quite as talented <laughs> to uh, even out the playing field. Okay, so so who is that partner then? How do you... Oh. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't want to do my, my guy like this, <laughs> but it's got to be Shelton Perkins. Okay. He's my roommate. He's, my you know, one of my best friends, but... Guy struggles every now and then on the court. Hey man, I I would be him for what it's worth. <laughs> I I would be him. I would be the immediate guy that you'd be pairing up because I am no good. I don't. I've in fact largely given it up at this point. I've just accepted <laughs> it's not going to be a part of my life moving forward. Oh man. Um. But he, I, yeah, Perk's a good morale guy. Though he's fun to have out there with you. That's that's the course, cool for sure. That's cool. And Ryan, give me just a, just a goal. Um. As as you look to make the the jump up to the next level in AAA and get towards the bigs um what do you want to accomplish before your time in Bowie is up um 
you know, I really just want to just go out every week and just put up quality starts, quality outings, you know, just like, just really, you know, attack hitters, throw my best stuff at them. You know, it's just, you know, it's with the defense that we have on this team behind me, it makes it a little easier, you know, just going right at guys and not, not really worrying about if they put it in play or not. You know, we, we've got a, a very, very good defense. So just kind of just trusting, trusting my stuff, let it work, you know, and just putting up quality outings. And it's as simple as that. It sounds good. May it continue. May that be the case. Ryan Watson, uh, Twitter, Instagram, where can Orioles fans be giving you a follow, man? Uh, my Instagram's Ryan underscore Watson 37. And then my Twitter is Ryan underscore Watson underscore 19. Very cool. Give him a follow as he works his way up. Ryan, uh, congratulations the outstanding start to the season, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Let's chat again as you continue making your way through the organization, all right? Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Ryan Watson, Nubuie Bay Sox, checking in with us here on GCR. All right, Cass, you're first today, correct? It's uh, it's your your turn. you got to turn your own mic on because Paul's doing something. Do you remember which number you are? You're number six, right? Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, you definitely remember that. I get confused when it's like me and Jordan sometimes because it's like I'm so used to like at first being there and then like being uh, here and uh, the mics are just different. It, you're, it's your turn to go first this week, correct? Correct. Because we got to split this up. Okay. All right, so we'll do this now and then Young Utes later. Okay. Did this really happen? Paul used to be good at this game. Yeah, Paul sucks at now this now. Now he sucks. The He's worst ever. This is a, a true story. This is the reason why Paul's quitting. This oh, is oh, straight last shoot. Four. Yeah, thanks, Cass. Straight shoot. Paul's quitting. Is today Cass's last day? No, she's here for a little while. Oh. She's here for a little while. Uh, because she's coming back next week. She's doing the Bridgerton thing, remember? We're going to uh, do a... Bridgerton. We're having our own Bridgerton ball next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that one. Yeah. Shoot. I yeah. Knew it. Yeah, gotta, you better. Gotta, you better. Gotta it's go actually her awesome. interns. Well, Jordan's not really yeah. an intern. Mm, mm. We're having a, like, you gotta do, do, it I, do too. I have to dress up? Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. 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 This is, we're having Sorry. a Bridgerton ball. It's the way it's going to go. Go get a tux. All right. Did this really happen? Is brought to you by the Baltimore Police. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore Police and make an active difference in your community. BPDrecruit.org is the website. You'll start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good again at BPDrecruit.org. Yes. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Cass sneaking back because okay. she's afraid I'm cheating. I can't. According to can't see Reddit. Anything. Yes. Okay. In 2002, mm-hmm. Houston rapper Big Lurch took, well, mixed acid and ecstasy with his girlfriend when he slipped into psychosis and went after her. He ripped open her chest and began eating her lungs and other internal Jesus organs. Christ. A medical examination conducted shortly after his apprehension confirmed that he had her remains in his stomach. God, True. this is there, dark. If, if you made this up, there's yeah, you, there's you, some you got you twisted, things. really twisted. God, <laughs> nice light fun game on a Friday. <laughs> God. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Jesus, Cass. <laughs> it's been pretty dark for a few weeks, man. It, is she you know still is crazy? She dead? I, he ate her organs, and she's very much still alive, Paul. He, he, he ate her organs. Well, he, he did rip her chest. Her chest. Yeah. 
there's no chance that she's alive. Yeah, no, she's actually like lives in Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. should hit her up. People <laughs> have survived stuff. Eating the someone eating their organs. <laughs> Name the person. I, I Name know. them. Paul. Big Lurch's girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Big God. Lurch. Houston. Did it really happen or not? Wait, wait. Are you asking Paul, me first? Paul, yes. I'm gonna say fake. It didn't happen because I'm pretty sure I've heard of Big Lurch more recently than 2002. I've never heard of Big Lurch in my life. I'm pretty sure I've heard of Big Lurch. <laughs> I know more there's Lurch from the Sports Ooh, Junkies on 1067 The Fan. Um, did this really happen? Reddit's not exactly a great place to go to find out if something's true or not. It's not exactly a tremendous source. I, I'll say it's true. It, this did really happen. False. No, mm. and I'm back in the game. Mm. I think I still have more wins mm. than everybody else. So how? So what? Did you make the whole thing up, or I made half of it up. What'd you make up? So he was actually on PCP. So the the the, the awful part happened. <laughs> no. Wait a second. No, no, no. I'm pretty on. sure we should get that. No, no, no. Hold on. There is more to the story. Uh huh. Okay. His he also. This was actually part of it, which is bad. Also Jeez. sucked out her eyeballs. Wait, so wait, 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 wait. But he did right. eat her organs? He ate he ate her, but not organs. Like wait, bro, I don't up. know, dude. I think that we get points for this. You can take the points, but he I think ate, that this is he ate her. Like he yes. ate like her like skin and flesh, but okay, not that's her organs. Way too close to being it true wasn't to claim his it girlfriend. It was his it was his roommate that he, he it's shared. Gotta, it's gotta be your bowl. Everybody knows that. I wasn't even done. I wasn't done. I was getting into that. I, I don't know, Cass. I think go this on. is. No, I think this is it. too he, close to true to be. He shared an apartment with. It was Tanisha Yaseas. Jesus, he shared awful. an apartment with her and her boyfriend in Los Angeles, California. He ate parts of her body. The victim was found in her night apartment by a friend. Her chest had been torn open, and a three-inch blade was found. I mean, this sounds pretty true to me. Right, but it wasn't his girlfriend. Right, that's a pretty like uh, teeth marks specific qualification. Right, but it wasn't his. Girlfriend. I think when you're going to say something's not true, that it has to be a little bit more untrue. I had to make this one then, tricky. I had to make this. It's it's one of my last ones. I'm not I'm not taking a full L on this. Nah, you nah. got to take. I'm a, not taking a full a half L. Point, I can then. I can have a lowercase L maybe, but you I'm not taking an uppercase L. L on that one. Jesus. Can we maybe do stories that aren't quite as dark? I like yeah. dark. I think I clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Starting to worry about you, cats. You want to know something even funnier? I don't. I'm, it's not I'm, I'm, I'm worried now. I'm, 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 I'm worried. starting to be worried that Cass is going to eat yeah. one of us. Listen to her laughing and calling this funny. Maniacal <laughs> no, over here. Not all right, this. Let's, let's, let's get it not out of the way. This Cass, is funny. Cass, we are, we're all, we all, like, it's so hot in here that we get trapped and we're, we're going to die. You have to eat. We get to a point where you have to eat one of us. Who you eating first? Not Jordan. He's fat, like very fat skinny. Hey, wait a second. I what are you trying to say that. over there? Not, huh? not you now. Well, that's not an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I I wouldn't have a time machine wait in 2002. I would honestly have to go with, sorry, but I would have gone with you because you're the oldest. Son of a bitch. But, ah, you but no, I choose Paul because he has no kids and you ah. have kids. Ah. Sorry, but ah. I ah. you. I have cats and a puppy yeah. and a wife. Yeah, I got all those things too, jerk, and kids. More important. They I need a dad. I would have yeah. I would have I would have accepted it more if you had said I have more meat on my bones nah, than everybody else. No, nah, I appreciate what she's saying. I'm more important. That's the way it goes. Ha ha, you what, suck. I want kids. We're gonna try later <laughs> this year. Yeah, okay, well they're, they're not here yet. Yes. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even get to tell you the funniest part. Quickly. It's the funniest part. It's not someone had their chest ripped open. Not and this. it's hilarious. My mom helps me find God, what is wrong with <laughs> this? 
Your mom I, helped you rip somebody open? We gotta, my mom have, helped me pick the might story. Have to, might have to call the FBI about the Butler family. <laughs> I got some... You might need to put them on a list. You want content. I give you it's some fun. kind of content. This Jesus, is, It's guess. fun. It's dark humor, right? We need to take a break it's because dark. we need to move on. It's, it's definitely dark. There's Ew. no doubt about that. All right. Woo, that was uh, that was intense. Mm-hmm. We come back in. It ain't going to be like that. <laughs> Cass took the show from a two to a 5,000. Good. Next, Jamie Chadwell, Coastal Carolina football coach. They've been pretty good the last couple of years, and now they've sent someone to Baltimore, Isaiah Likely. We're going to find out about him next, Glenn Clark Radio. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit MDGambling help.org the biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common you've heard them on jobbing out matt and nick jackson the young bucks thanks for having us man appreciate it the great kurt angle thanks for having me on the show i appreciate it matt riddle yeah man thanks man. the champ drew mcintyre oh thank you for having me the great ron simmons Damn. keith lee appreciate you guys having me man bill goldberg my pleasure charlotte thank you so much for having me mick foley is with us this is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion! Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Answering Baltimore's calls for help, running in when others run away, working together toward one shared vision for a thriving city. That's your Baltimore police. But the department needs more good people, people like you. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point. Boulevard. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman, diving into where his passion for baseball and for catching comes from and how he uses that passion to elevate those around him in the Orioles organization. Also inside, Bo Smolka takes a look at how the Ravens' 2021 draft picks can make progress in year two, and Glenn Clark offers a very unique tribute to former rival Mike Krzyzewski that all Maryland fans can appreciate. Press Box is available for free at over 500 areas locations including 60 royal farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the orioles ravens and terps at pressboxonline.com stay tuned your chance to win a million dollars is coming up probably not from us you're listening to glenn clark radio there's a lot going on in the studio right now a lot happening we have uh, there's upheaval within the uh, the ranks here at gcr it is a friday edition of the program 
Today's show also brought to you by Glory Days Grill, where the spring seasonal menu is available. It includes the opener, the flash fried pork belly with the Korean number two sauce. It also includes the Cracker Jack Sunday with the waffle, the ice cream, and the Cracker Jacks. It's all delicious. It's all available right now. GloryDaysGrill.com. From um, you know what? No, Joe, we're not going to dive any deeper into. We're not. We're leaving it alone with Cass. We're not going any deeper because I don't want to know. Ultimately, he just said I think you should do a deeper dive on Cass and her background and how she became the way she is. And I just don't want to do that because I like Cass. I like Cass, and I don't want to know. I don't want to know how it is. A lot of uh, a lot of girls are really into. I swear to God, every girl I ever dated like that. Law, like love Law and Order. Like we're way into like the super effed up like stories and that so I I'm just I'm leaving it alone I'm leaving it alone she's into what she's into Joe and and you're I you might be a creep so we're just gonna leave that alone too all right let's get back to uh we'll talk some football this morning the Baltimore Ravens of course selected a new group of players last weekend and that group included in the fourth round tight end out of coastal Carolina named Isaiah Likely Joining us now to tell us a little bit more about one of the new Baltimore Ravens, he is the head football coach at Coastal Carolina. He's been quite successful. He's Jamie Chadwell, and he's with us now here on Glenn Clark Radio. Coach, it's Glenn and Paul in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, I appreciate uh, being on. Uh, thank you very much for the opportunity. Absolutely, Coach. Uh, we got to get something corrected there. Apologies. We will get that straightened out and see if we can't. Uh, we good now? Coach, can you hear me okay? I can hear you. All right, can you hear yeah, me? Yep, we got you. Apologies about that. All right, so so coach, tell me, I, I know you were on the staff um, as recruiting was going on. How involved were you in getting Isaiah to Coastal Carolina? What are your like original memories um, of, of him as a young man? And, and when did you kind of know, like, hey, this kid might be kind of special? Well, I, I was the offensive coordinator uh, his uh Going into his first year, so uh, and so I I was involved with that. Me and and uh, actually, a coach that's not with us anymore that was from the New England area uh, sort of found him for us. And and so uh, I tell you what was crazy about when he came and when he came and visited here, his mom actually had a stroke. Oh. People don't realize this. When he came down here, she had a stroke and stayed here three months of his freshman year because she had to try to recover. Uh, and so that, I remember that vividly about the whole situation uh, from that standpoint. But I, I think going into his sophomore year, you know, his freshman year he played uh, and and did some decent stuff. But, man, his sophomore year he just took a step. And you're like, this guy's better than what I think any of us thought. Uh, and then obviously the last, you know, two years he's he's had an unbelievable had an unbelievable uh, career and seasons. And uh, But I, I think that sophomore year after his freshman year his body changed his whole mentality changed, and you could just tell that he, the confidence that he had himself, really blossomed, and and he uh, he parlayed that into where he's at today. You know, there's a lot of people to talk about. He, he's listed as a tight end, but he's a little bit more than that. How would you describe not just what he did for you guys, but what he's capable of doing as an offensive weapon? Well, he's definitely more than just a tight end. You know, when you hear the word tight end, you think hey, you got the hand in ground. He's going to, you know, just go over there and try to block somebody all day long. But he, he is so dynamic uh, with the ball in his hands, uh, and we we were able to use him in so many spots. And I and I and I know, I, I think I'm sure why the Ravens were excited about him is a lot of the things that they do with their tight end, at least from a run game standpoint, he's been doing, which is great. But he can play so many multiple positions and be a mismatch. And I think once he continues to 
to develop his strength and 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 learn learn the system that they have and get coached by the the coaches they have. Uh, you know, I think he's got a chance to be an All Pro. I think he's got that ability. He he's he's a special player, but he's also he's extremely smart. I think they'll be able to use him in so many different positions. X receiver, you know, Z receiver, slot receiver, um, and I, I think uh, he'll be a great weapon uh, there for Lamar. So we're declaring right now that Isaiah Likely is Debo Samuel. The Ravens just found the greatest uh, playmaker in the history of football. We're comfortable with all that, right, Coach? Well, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm very comfortable with that. Just don't – if it doesn't happen, just don't call me yeah, back. Right. <laughs> I understand all of that. Jamie Chadwell, the head football coach at Coastal Carolina, is with us. We're talking about Isaiah Likely. Um, Coach, again, when I say when did you know, is there is there a game or something that happened during his career that jumped out at you where you realized not only that you had you know a special player, but but someone who was going to be able to translate and do this and make the jump to a successful NFL career? Well, you know what I think I'll say his junior year. Now he he had a really good year, and we had a breakout. Yeah, year. you guys but were okay. Yeah, what people don't realize, he actually got hurt uh, in game. He had, he had turf toe er, early on, and then in one game, he basically bent the toe back so far he broke he broke this thing in his foot, and they told him he needed surgery, and he did not. He just said, "I'm not I'm not doing surgery. I'm gonna find a way to play and help this team." And he missed one game. He missed one game. Uh, and he played the rest of the season on that on that that foot there that needed surgery. And at that point, he could have said, "You know what? I think I can go to this next level. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold back. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna push it. I've got I've got a future I'm thinking about." But he made a choice at that point to say, "Hey, uh, it's important to me that we're, I'm on a winning team and I want this team to win." And that that's when it really clicked with me. Hey, he's not only got the ability, but he's got the mindset uh, that he'll do whatever it takes to win. Uh, and then and there, I knew he's gonna he's gonna be ultimately successful that's, that's, because that that was adversity, and he and he handled it in an unbelievable way. It's pretty incredible. Um, you know, a lot's been made, Coach, about the you know the Ravens like to put multiple tight ends on the field, and you know they run the ball a ton. It's it's what they do, right? It's everybody else is throwing the ball. The Ravens are running the ball. It's a Greg Roman offense, and you know I've I've heard a few people say you know this isn't I. Blocking is not really Isaiah's strength. What would you say back to that? Is is it something that that maybe he could still you know improve upon? The, the Ravens are going to be running the ball a lot. It's just not going to change. They're going to run the ball a ton. Is he ready to get in there and and be helpful as far as being a blocker is concerned? Well, I, I definitely that's his that's his biggest area of improvement. I don't I don't think he's going to have to adjust tons to the passing game. When he gets there, I think that's going to be natural. Uh, and here, was he capable uh, of a good blocker? Yes. Can he improve it tremendously? Is that his, if you want to say, the, the weakest area of his game? Yes, that's the weakest as far as lining me up or lining him up across from someone and say, hey, block this guy 100 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way they use their tight end where he's arcing around and coming from the backside and, and using, doing on a linebacker or a secondary guy, he, he did tons of that. So I, I do think – He'll transition well, knowing some of those schemes already. I think the scheme piece will be good. <clears throat> At the end of the day, he's got to get stronger to be able to do what they want him to do consistently there, and I, and he knows that. Uh, you know, we we knowing how valuable he was for what he brought to us. All right, we put him in a position for him to help us win games, and then we had somebody else do the dirty work, basically. Uh, now he's got to do the dirty work, and and I think he understands that and and knows that's his biggest. If he wants to, if he wants to 
not get to the NFL but stay in the NFL, that's going to be his biggest challenge. Uh, but I definitely think he has the mindset to do it. He was obviously quite helpful for you guys in play-action situations a year ago, and I assume there's going to be a lot of that in Baltimore next year. Yeah, they, you know, they do. As you mentioned, uh, you know, we try to we try to follow the NFL and, and learn some different things. They they run the ball better than anybody. And where he is really good is he can get a matchup with a linebacker yeah. and safety and, and and get himself open off that play action. Uh, I, I think that's uh, I think that'll have give him an opportunity and give give the Ravens an opportunity to use him in a big way from that because he's really good at that and getting those matchups and great at body control. And that ball's in the air, he's gonna find it. He is Jamie Chadwell, Coastal Carolina football coach, chatting about Isaiah Likely, new Baltimore Raven. Coach, you know, as, as far as I talk about you guys having that huge breakout season in 2020 and, and, and becoming sort of a prominent program within college football, how important was Isaiah and, and just having someone that talented on your roster as you established? I mean, this is it's not that long ago that you guys weren't even at, you know, the FBS level, right? Like, how critical was a player like that in making your jump and and what you guys have been able to accomplish these last couple of years? Well, it was huge. And you, can, you can't uh, obviously overstate the impact he had on the field, right? I mean, he, he, he completely changed the way our offense was and the, the, how dynamic it was. But also it was easy for him, and this is why I think we were able to have – it could have been easy for him. He was the best player, one of our best players, and it could have been easy for him to say, hey, I'm getting my own. That's all I care about. Uh, but he wanted to leave a legacy here and and something beyond what his statistics were. Uh, and to me, that's what made him great is he was such a huge impact on that field, but he was so much bigger in the locker room and, in, and, and on the field in other ways that when you think about tight end play here for the rest of how long you're going to think about him and – not only the statistics, but the way they impacted just our, our program and all those guys that were part of that. They all came here when we stunk, you know, and they and they had a lot of other choices, but they believed in the vision we had. And then for for that to happen and them to be a huge part of that, that's a big time legacy. And and uh, that's the thing with me that I'm most proud of him. That's cool. That's really cool to hear. And how much do you think he's got a chip on his shoulder from falling into the fourth round? How much do you think that that's going to drive him? Is as he tries to go and prove a bunch of teams wrong in the next couple of years, I, I think that'll that'll be huge. Uh, he is uh, one thing that Isaiah's always been able to do is he's been able to find something that ticks him off and <laughs> uses it for uses it for good. Uh, and I and I have no doubt that that'll be the same. I, I think the Baltimore has got uh, a great player. I think that you got a, uh, a better person, somebody that'll be involved with the community there. But he will he'll give his all for the Ravens. Uh, and he, I, I, 100%, he'll use that that as motivation every day to prove that he was the best tight end in the draft. That's awesome. Uh, we love hearing that. All right, so so coach, how good is your life, by the way? Winning football games, living down in Myrtle Beach, like, man, what more could you ask for in life? I, and, and then I'm on the radio with you guys. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah that's the, the best that's, day that's, of my life. Yeah, it's the highlight. Yeah, 100. Yeah, percent That's the big highlight. Give of the me day. some. Uh, if I had some crab legs from Myrtle and some crab cakes from you guys, hey, I think hey, I'd, be, uh, I'd be ready. Brother, to this is a promise. When I, I know you got like things to do, I know you've got a job, and it's not easy anymore. Like I understand that, but whenever you get a chance to come up here and spend some time coming to see Isaiah, we this is a promise. You let us know when you're coming, and we will take you out. There is. We 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 will get you something, all right? Well, I, I'm I'm definitely a foodie, so I'm gonna take take you up on that. But uh, hey, Myrtle Beach is great, and and uh, 
you know we're as, we're only as good as our last game, so we won our last game. So life. Yeah, good life's right good, now. right? Yeah, everybody loves you when that's the case. September third or whatever, but right now we'll, we'll we're enjoying it. My wife's family. I got my wife's got some family down that way. I love it down there, man. It is a it's a great place to spend some time, and especially when you guys have been as successful as you've been these last couple of years. Coach Jamie Chadwell, really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. So we're getting ready to, uh, do, you know, he, Isaiah, they're, they're out there practicing this weekend, so we're going to get the first chance to go out and get to know Isaiah. We can't wait to talk to him. Do you, I, I guess before I let you go, do you have a number one? Like when we talk to him the first time, is there a story we should bring up? Is there a fun Isaiah Likely story that you've got, something maybe embarrassing he did that we could have some fun with him with? Oh, jeez. I don't know if I can talk about it on the radio. Uh-oh. We, we might have to get off uh... – I'm try- let me let me give me you put me on the spot. Okay. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of some things there. Um, oh man, let's let's talk off. Let's All talk right. I tell you off, what. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have my uh, I'm gonna have Paul pick up the phone and uh, and 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 you can uh, he'll give you his number and if you think of something you can send it to him. All right. Fair. Sounds All good. right. I love that. Hey, Coach. Really appreciate you taking the time for us this morning. Again, the promise stands. Whenever you're up here, let us know. We'll take care. Get you some crab cakes. All right. Sounds great. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Coach Jamie Chadwell from Coastal Carolina. Appreciate him taking a couple of minutes for us, introducing us to new uh, Ravens tight end Isaiah Likely. Appreciate him doing that. All right, we are winding down for our number one of today's program. Our buddy Spiro Marikas is here, Towson University play-by-play legend. We're going to talk a little bit about the Tigers uh, getting ready, trying to compete to, uh, to get back into the NCAA tournament. We're also going to talk about the uh, announcement of the class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this week. And we got a project. I've got my top ten all-time Beatles songs, and I got a uh, role for, um, for, our, for the kids. I want them to judge. We're going to do this versus style, all right? That's the way we're going to do this. So Spiro's going to come in here. I know you guys enjoy it whenever Spiro's here. He's here now. We're going to chat with him. Paul, you, I thought you had something you wanted to say there for a second. No. Okay, wonderful. Just thinking, dynamite. I guess my face was all scrunched. Yeah, up. it was very, I was like, what? I thought you were going to have a dynamite observation. When you offer. said Spiro was here, I was like, is he here right now? Yes, he's here. All right. Yeah, he's here. We're good. That's the reason why we left the door. Here unlocked. now. Whoa. We're good. All right, uh, that's next. It is Glenn Clark Radio. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. 
Baseball is back, and so is the spring seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash fried pork belly with our popular Korean number two sauce, and take a bite out of the crunch burger topped with home run sauce, white American cheese, and house made chips. It also features irresistible options like a baseball cut sirloin with blue cheese, grilled shrimp with garlic butter, and a strawberry salmon salad. And then there's the closer, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jacks. This menu will be going, going, gone at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com to find out more. Great food, good sports. Baseball is back. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. You can find us live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon talking all things Orioles and Major League Baseball. Like the debuts of Adley Rutschman and Grayson Rodriguez. And how the rotation and bullpen are rounding into form. Watch us live at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline and Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Or you can listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. That's the bat around live with the latest in baseball coverage every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcasts. It's Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here for hour number two of the program. Today's show also brought to you by Simply the Bets every Tuesday, 1140 a.m. We uh, try to help you out and get you some betting advice to help you make some money. Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning, 1140. If you missed weekend at Bookies yesterday, you can find that right now. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. Click on the Videos tab or go to PressBoxOnline.com slash video. He is here. He's in studio. It's good to have him back. He's our buddy Spiro Marikas, play-by-play voice at Towson University. It's good to see you, sir. Great to be here. You know, Spiro... Such a lovely day out. My God, what a miserable... I was afraid the bridge was going to be uh, flat. Oh, oh, you think we haven't had a, a few nervous moments in here where they've run in and been but, like, move your car. No, Get- the, 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 the Jones Falls is not rising at all well, that's weird yeah it is that's weird well that's pleasant though because it means that we're not going to get a panicked i'm i get panicked phone calls i have definitely said i have been evacuated well i work across the street yeah i know and and there have been times where i've seen the cars floating yep in the, in the i i have had the i've been we in fact when we were downstairs would you ever come to the studio when it's downstairs no. so when we were downstairs there was a day where in the middle of the show, somebody i had i did not know who this person was just came in and started screaming in the middle of the show <laughs> Get out! Go get your car and go. I'm like, what the hell? And it happens quickly. I yes. mean, it just happens where the Jones Falls just goes up yep. over the thing and yep. boom, it's over. Anyway. You know, thankfully, that's not the case today. Thankfully, we're all right. So, a bunch of stuff I want to cover with you. Let's start mm-hmm. with uh, Towson got a nice win last night. Yes. They get Delaware tomorrow. Yes. Game's in Philly, right? Game is in Philly. You guys are doing a broadcast? Yes. Was there last night? Making nice 45 minute yeah, right? traffic jam on the oh, way home because they're doing oh. construction outside of Philly. But it's very helpful. You know, we were all in a good mood because it, it, it was a win. Very good win. Um, uh, played Delaware tomorrow. Lost to them by a goal last month up in Newark, but only shot 22 percent that day, and just probably the worst offensive performance they had all season long. In conference, anyway. Tessin's been playing fairly consistently for the last month and a half. Yeah, and they had a bad game against Hofstra last Saturday. Um, were down big, came back, scored five straight goals to tie it with about a minute to go, and then Hofstra scored with six seconds left to win the game. Um, but, you know, it should be a good battle tomorrow against Delaware. 
Um, former Maryland transfer Nick DeMeo yep. had five goals last night for Cinco DeMeo. Cinco DeMeo. Oh, I'm sure you didn't mention that at all. I'm I sure didn't. that didn't. Well, I, why I wouldn't give you? give credit to that to John Stark. I didn't oh, even think man. about it until I saw his tweet. I, I saw John at the Loyola game the other day. He but, was uh, he was doing a little masquerading over there. Moonlighting, I guess you call yeah. it. Yeah, it wasn't good to see him. Um, all right, so you feel they have a, they have a legitimate shot, right? Like absolutely, they have a real oh, shot. Absolutely, yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. Our faceoff man, Matt Constantinidis, a freshman, has been playing much much better late in the season, early in the year. I'd seen like every week, Towson was playing a team that had one of the best faceoff men in the country. Whether it was Virginia, Duke, Denver, Richmond, I, I mean, week after week, they were just playing the best faceoff men in the country, and this freshman thrown in there, and, yep. and he had a rough go. But since CAA play started, he's he's been very, very good. All right. So anything else? I mean, I, I know the last time you were here, we were all excited about basketball, and yeah, that well, was heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking. It they happens. did sign the Division Two Player of the Year. Well, there you go. There you go. That's so. not, and they, they most like a lot of pieces coming back for next yeah, year. Cam right? Holden went into the portal. Yeah. unfortunately, uh, May second. Important one. Would have nice to have him back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But mm. it's the way it works. Paddle figure it out. That's the way it works. All right. Paddle so they out. announced this week the class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. That response. I know. That response. We were in agreement that Eminem was a slam dunk. We were yeah, in agreement about that. We were that. in agreement about that. We were in agreement with Dolly Parton. Apparently, she wasn't in agreement though. But she changed her mind. And well, after they elected her, she changed her mind. Well, I think I didn't. She say something like that. Like she had spoken to a few people and kind of got a greater understanding. I think this deal with Dolly Parton is she just doesn't like being honored. Like she's uh, just that. Be. She's such a good person that she just genuinely doesn't like being honored. Like she she just sort of. It's awkward to her. She'd rather go honor somebody else, right? Like she denied. She didn't want to have a statue of her uh, put up in like the Tennessee State House. She just doesn't like honors, apparently, Dolly Parton, which is a strange thing because there's few people in America that probably deserve more honors than Dolly Parton does, frankly. Correct. Yes. So she's in. You were not as feel did not feel as strongly as I did about Pat Benatar. No. Yeah. You were. You didn't. You didn't feel that strongly about it. I'm. I. I I don't know if I used the. Example of her, was it with her? Maybe not, but Nick Markakis. Solid career, but not a Hall of Famer. God, her hits. I I couldn't disagree more. Anyway, Duran Duran. No, God. Yeah, I knew. I knew. I knew that was the reaction. Horrible. Horrible. Come on. They are known for having semi naked women in their videos, and that's the only reason anybody they, ever watched. It made quite an impact on the 1980s, for yes, what it's worth. Exactly. It made quite an impact on it. Every 14 year old boy in America was was infatuated with Duran Duran videos. I remember. I'm pretty sure I said I didn't feel strongly about them. I'm pretty sure I was indifferent about Duran Duran, but I'm going to. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up right now to remind myself. I'll pull up our list because I don't want to I don't want to lie later and say that I I felt a certain way. Hang on, hang on a second. I'm gonna tell you our uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ballot that we uh, that we did the last time you and I chatted. The only ones that you felt strong about were Dolly Parton, Eminem, Carly Simon, and Judas Priest. So you went two for four. Two of yours got in. I felt strongly about quite a few more, and not yes, all of did. them got in. Rage Against the Machine did not get in. Judas Priest did not get in. Uh, I thought Judas Priest did. Oh, did they? Maybe I'm looking at the wrong list. 
No, they didn't get. No, they did. Sorry, I don't know why they have them listed below producers. I thought it's, they. It's some yeah, kind that's of a weird. weird. They got like yeah. eight different categories. That they yeah, got correct. No, Judas Priest got in. So okay. yeah, you actually went three for four. So I take that back. You had a you had a strong performance. I missed on Rage Against the Machine. I missed on A Tribe Called Quest. I still feel strongly about. It. But actually, I got everybody else: Judas Priest, Lionel Richie, Dolly Parton, Eminem, Eurythmics, and Pat Benatar. So I went six for eight. I actually went. I did pretty well in this. Um, we were both 75%. I, I still can't believe that you don't feel strong about Lionel Richie. I still can't believe that you don't feel strongly about him. Love me uh, some Lionel Richie. Yeah, I know Love you do. I, I mean, Richie. I like him. He's I got songs of his on my iPod. Yeah, that's not exactly as glowing. <laughs> I've got some songs of his on my <laughs> iPod. Not is not Hall exa- of Famer. Yeah, right. Like you might have a Savage Garden song on your iPad. <laughs> I don't know what's on your iPod. That's not exactly. I should have brought it in with me. Oh, I actually would love to look through your iPod. You still have an iPod. Yes. I was actually the saddest day of my life. I was on my 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 buddies for my when I got married. They took me to New Orleans for a bachelor party, and uh, we were uh, so inebriated that I left my iPod on a plane. And this was like a 128 gigger, like that just had like I'd spent a decade collecting right. live versions of songs and stuff like that. I've never been more sad about losing anything in my life. Yeah, I'm and then not, I said I'll never have an iPod again because uh, I could just I'm put it in my phone. I'm happy when it finally dies. You know they, they, that you put music on your phone now. Yeah, know, like you're aware but, of that. Yeah, but. The phone is separate. I'm an that. old man, and I can understand how this works. Yeah I, yeah, I understand how it works. I do have some music on my phone. All right, fair enough. Yeah. We had decided, you and I, mm-hmm. that we are going to do this experiment. I am excited about Paul McCartney coming to town. You have seen Paul McCartney before. Nine times. I Nine times. First time, and, and Nine Glenn, times. Yeah, right? I got home Nine. very, very late last yes. night. Yes. So, but I was going to, the first time I saw Paul McCartney was May 18th, 1976, at the Capitol Center, general admission, $7.50. I was going to bring the ticket stub in with me today, but I forgot. So, you, I, I had to pay significantly more than that for my Paul McCartney right. tickets. And by significantly, I mean, hang on, what did Trying to, the, yeah, trying to do the math on exactly what the difference between $7.50 and $375 is, but I'm going to be here for a little while. So I think everybody can get the picture. I'm hoping to go. I'm not, not set in stone at this point, but I'm hoping to go. I, I am preparing myself for lowering my expectations and saying, Paul McCartney's 80 years old. Yes. Whatever he sounds like, whatever he's able to do at this point, all I care about is that I get to see Paul McCartney before I die. That's that's it. I have no expectations as far as what what he can do at this point in his life. Am I underselling what I will get musically from a Paul McCartney concert? Musically? Yes. You will get two hours and forty five minutes of perfection. He's still vocally, he's still able vocally, to vocally. Vocally? No. Okay. Okay. Okay, no. all right, but I, I can accept that. I just saw Willie Nelson last year. He's 90 years old, and everybody said, dude, he can't even sing anymore, and he actually sang and like tried, and it wasn't- uh, I'm going to make some comments that, that I'm sure yeah, some okay. of your you're, listeners you're not, are going to You're, you're going to trash well, Willie I, Nelson. I have to-, I have to um, How do I put this? All right, Paul McCartney has been my musical idol since I was three and a half years old. Okay. I remember watching the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show in February of 1964 mm-hmm. in my parents' bedroom in a little white Motorola black and white television 
And our next-door neighbor, Carol Ringgold, was babysitting us that night because my parents went out. The show before Ed Sullivan was my favorite Martian. I remember all of this. Wow, you are old. My God. Yes. yes. I have every Beatles album original. Wow. With with the capital rainbow. Wow. That's actually quite cool. I, I Honestly, I have read at least 50 books on the Beatles. I listened to... Nothing but Beatle podcast. This is what I'm walking into. This is okay. what I'm walking into. I'm walking into a buzzsaw for this versus contest we're going to do. And my hesitation to go see him is I do not want to see him not not be Paul McCartney. Because I have seen him be Paul McCartney. Right. Now, I will tell you that he is the Mozart or Beethoven of our lifetime. Damn. Okay? Damn. And I don't even think it's close. You need to Damn. Look, People, a lot of people don't realize this. You look at Paul McCartney's career, okay? He was in the greatest band of all time. Agreed. Okay? You and I actually, this is, you're not, you don't have to sell, I, you know how I feel about this. He has sold three classical albums that all went to number one that on the classical too. charts. That's a good point. That is a good point. He has put out electronic music under the name The Fireman. I don't even think I knew about that, With by a guy the way. named Youth. When, when was that? Uh, the last one came out in like 2009. I don't know nothing about that. Three albums of The Fireman. Really? Yes. It's electronic well, I'm going to have music. to go spend some time with The Fireman. Okay. Electronic. What, I don't know. What do you call it? EDM? I don't know. What, what, yeah, what is that's, that stuff that's called? What, that's what the kids are into. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. What, 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 oh, I heard somebody describe it a, a certain way. It was uh, um, um, music is how they described it. That's, that's exactly what it is, frankly. Um, All right. You don't see Bruce Springsteen putting out EDM oops, albums. Oomps, that's what they called it. It was like, that's, they described it as oomps, oomps music. And the way I heard it, I was like, oh, my God, that's perfect. That's exactly what it is. Oomps, oomps. Yes. Are you guys EDM fans? Are you, that's, is that what you're into? Jordan Cass? No, Cass is actually, you know what? Cass is cool. She's more into, like, classic rock. And Yeah, she had an argument with me when I was here last time about Rock and Roll Hall of Fame stuff because... I forget who it was, but somebody I she's, said no, and and you. She's also at me obsessed like with Motley Crue. I think it was so. Journey. Might have been Journey. I think yes, it was definitely yeah. Journey. Yeah. Yes. Cass is Cass is a little cool that way, yeah. and Jordan's actually a little bit more of an old soul too. That's actually like, yeah, he's more of a. You know what? You know what? These these two actually are not. I still don't. I think I'm going to be very heartbroken by what they know about the Beatles when we get into this game. I oh, think don't it's even gonna... get me started on the Beatles. What? I I can I can contest with all the right, both all of right, you. All so right, okay, okay. Very right, big Beatles fan. Jordan, you're still going to participate in this versus contest. You want me to put my top doing. five, top ten? I'll put my top five. I would love yeah. for you to do I'm that. I'm just giving you the Absolutely. piece of paper to play the game. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll this play. is this is we're doing it versus style. I'll explain that in a second. Okay. Now let me point out. I brought a little list with me. Okay. Okay. This this is not my top ten Beatles. I really love it when you pull your glasses out. Like, like I just. All right. I want you to tell me how many artists could go on tour Uh and have 19 top 40 songs that they have never played. What? 12 of which were top 20 songs. 11 of which were top 10. They've never played? Seven top fives and five number ones that he has never played live. Okay. What are the five number one songs that he's never played live? I am actually fascinated by this because it might. Well, it it might set me up. Three has never played. Three has never played. Two he has not played since 1976. Oh, my God. This actually might break my heart because there might be songs that I'm hoping to hear. Say, say, say. Okay. All right. All right. With a little luck. Okay. Silly love songs. Oh, I love silly love songs. Listen to what the man said. Okay. And Uncle Albert, Admiral Halsey. Okay. I, those were not the songs that I was most in, inclined okay. to hear him play, so I, I'm right. not... I'm not I, silly, okay. I would have loved to have heard him but done Silly Love But name me songs. one other oh, artist... Oh, my God, right? ...that 
will tour for 46 years and never play five number one hits. When he, that he tours, had. is it the same set every night? Yes. Like, well, so- he changed one song. Uh, he played two nights in Seattle. He changed one song. From so I could basically an album go new. pull yes. up the set list right now and yes, know what he's going to do in Baltimore. Yes, you could. Right, Maybe on. one or two changes. Hang on a second. I'm gonna. But I, wait a minute. I mean, all right, all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. You've got other songs. Um, here's the list. Another day, number five hit, never okay. played. Okay. Give Ireland back to the Irish. Top uh, twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never. Helen Wheels, number ten, never played. Really. Song called Girls School, number thirty-three. Oh, never. Song. Uh, great yeah. song. Okay. Great song. Okay. It was released in America, in England. The song that was released was Mull of Kintyre. Okay. Which Mull of Kintyre was the biggest selling hit in the history of England until Do They Know It's Christmas came out. Oh, yeah. That's right. Mull of Kintyre broke the record that was set by She Loves You. Damn. Okay. Damn. So he breaks his own record there. Um, I've said with a little love, another song, I've had enough, top 25. Good Night Tonight, number five. Take It Away, number 10. So Bad, number 23. No More Lonely Nights, number six. Spies Like Us, number seven. Press, 21. These are all songs that are top 40 hits that he has never never played live. That's unbelievable. I mean, that is unbelievable. Not to mention Beatles songs he's never played. So here was the set list that Spiro referred to. I just pulled it's this like up. It's like 36 songs. From May 3rd. Oh, my God. It really is. Does he? Well, I guess Beatles Two songs. Two hours, 45 Beatles songs, minutes. for the most part, are not long. There's only, like, the average Beatles song is probably about it. And he's going to tell the same stories every night. Well, I'm fine with and that. And I've heard the same stories the last five times I've played. I mean, people go to see Bruce Springsteen, and his stories suck. Like, right. <laughs> I mean, I listen to Yeah, Paul but Mc- he talks for 10 minutes, which is why he's concert is three problem. hours yes, long. that's part of the he's problem. He's only playing music for an hour. He's it's, talking for the other It is part two. of the issue, for sure. Um, all right, so this was the set list. Can't Buy Me Love, yep. Junior's Farm, Letting Go, Got to Get You Into My Life, Come On To Me, Let Me Roll With It, Getting Better. Oh, I like that. I'm actually, I didn't know that he played. That's great. Uh, let Him In, My Valentine, 1985, Maybe I'm Amazed. Oh, that's got to be a moment in a stadium. Everybody's singing along. Oh, I love that. Uh, we Can Work It Out, In Spite Of All The Danger, Love Me Do, Dance Tonight, Blackbird, Here Today, Queenie Eye, Lady Madonna, for you, being uh, for the benefit of Mr. Kite, something, Obladi Oblada, you never give me your money. Oh, I love that song. She came in through the bathroom window, get back, band on the run, let it be, live and let die, hey Jude. My God, that stretch of five songs. Jesus Christ. That's electric. And then the encore with I've Got a Feeling, Birthday, Helter Skelter, Golden Slumbers, Carry That Weight, and The End. Now, with I've Got a Feeling, they I, added a twist. I, I saw Did this. You see that? I saw this. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it because I think it's cool, right? I think it's a cool thing to do. For folks that don't know, yeah, it's a duet with Paul and John Lennon. Where they, they took the video from the now remastered, refurbished, right. whatever, get back documentary that came out and have John singing up on the big screen and Paul That's, obviously I think there. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool concept. Right. And I'm assuming they're going to do that every night. I'm assuming that's just the standard for the tour at this point. And I'm assuming that's in part related to the Get Back coming out on, yeah. on Apple. Um, in 1965, he had a day. Um, none of these songs are on my top ten list. but By the way, is yours all Beatles songs or did you do No, Paul you wanted Beatles. Yeah, so that's I what I wanted to do is Beatles songs. You, you yep. Beatles. Um, he recorded in one day, yesterday, a song called I'm down. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I 
I know which I'm is a rocker. Yeah, I, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Like he does uh-huh. his, his little Richard um, imitation and a song called I've Just Seen a Face. Yes. Which is All three of those perfect, in one day. Which is just a perfect song. In one day. It's, the vocals for those three songs are all completely different. And that's the thing that people think about this. Paul McCartney's guy who sang yesterday, the most recorded song in history. Yes. Uh, you know, a, yep. a, a sweet ballad. Yep. The same guy who sings Helter Skelter, which, name me another artist that can do that, that can go from one end to the other. I mean, Helter Skelter, a lot of people feel, was the beginning of heavy metal. That that was the first heavy metal okay, song. I'll listen to that 100%. That um, that introduced our way to Helter Skelter. Sure, 100%. Uh, so, uh, again, I, I, the man doesn't get credit. And his, his reputation was damaged, and everybody in this room is too young to remember. But when Rolling Stone magazine was at its peak, mm-hmm. Jan Wenner loved John Lennon. Jan Wenner did not love Paul McCartney. Okay. So when they would review Paul McCartney albums... They would trash. He made sure that the reviewer did not put a good review. His second solo album was an album called Ram, which many people feel may be his best album. When it came out, Rolling Stone trashed it. it. Absolutely trashed it. If you go on RollingStone.com now and you look for a review of Ram, it's glowing. Interesting. It's absolutely That's really interesting. You know, Yoko Ono can wail for 45 minutes, and Rolling Stone will tell you it's the greatest piece of recorded music. In fairness, they also love love Radiohead, and it's the exact same concept. (laughs) Like, it's the exact same concept. Just make some noise. Because Jan Wenner and Yoko Ono are tight. All right? Got it. That's it. And and that really sullied McCartney's reputation because everybody immediately was like, oh, McCartney's a wimp. He plays wimpy music. Right. This and that. I can, I can, lead you to songs off of albums where it's harder rocking than anything John Lennon has ever done. Um, But he doesn't have that reputation because Silly Love Songs comes out. Right. But what is Silly Love Songs? Silly Love Songs is basically him telling you, hey, guess what? Yeah, Yeah, I like him. Right. And I'm going to do another one. And by the way- listen to the bass line on that song. It's one of the greatest bass lines of any song ever. It's a great song. Right. Like, you can- this thing where because it's it's a soft you know it's a ballad whatever. But it's not soft. It's a semi disco song. Sure, that's fair. That's fair too. That's a hundred percent fair. That concept that means it's a bad song. It, get the f out of here with that. Like if you don't love, if you're not capable of loving the quality of a song, no matter what kind of song right. it is, you have a problem. Right. Um, which is sort of my issue with someone who who trash you. you will, I'm sure, is being the fanatic that you are. You have dealt with a lot of people in your life that have trashed the Beatles as a whole because they're like, all they do is make silly pop songs. Sure, and and, and listen, I went to college in the late '70s, early '80s. I got trashed because I was a Paul McCartney yeah, fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm working at the college radio station with nothing but John Lennon people. And then after John Lennon got hipster, murdered, hipster douches is what you're saying. Uh, right. Yes. And after John Lennon got murdered, then it really got worse. And oh, McCartney no talks about that all the time. You know, John became a martyr. Right. And all of a sudden, John was 80% of the Beatles, and the rest of us were just sidemen, where in reality, that's not the truth. How did you power rank how they all came off in the documentary, by the way? With obviously Billy Preston being number one, uh, but it, with, a, with a bullet. Nothing surprised me. Yeah. Because. You know, Lennon was on heroin at the time. Right. So half the time he was out of it. I mean, there's one point they they didn't show it, but 
you can listen, go online and listen. He did an interview, I think it was with a Swedish radio station, where he had to throw up in the middle of the interview Jesus into a trash can. Christ. And they showed him in the Get Back documentary right after that, and he referenced yeah. getting sick. Yeah. Um, well, he got sick in the middle of the interview because he was a right. heroin addict, and he was throwing up in a trash can. You know, George Harrison had had it. He had oh, was clearly. tired of being a Beatle. Clearly. Ringo was along. That, that was why do... Ringo, I think, came off the best of all. Is he's just like, look, man, I'm just here to drum. Right, exactly. Like, exactly. Like, exactly. I just, all you, you, you all deal with your nonsense. Paul's being very workmanlike. He's being right. a taskmaster and it's pissing everybody off. And right. he's just, Ringo's just sort of like, I just want to make a record, man. Can you we know, just get it's, through it's this? Funny, it's funny because when Abbey Road came out, which was the last album they ever, let, let It Be, the album came out after Abbey Road just because of they, they didn't like the tapes and yep. they. John finally gave him the Phil Spector and said, here, see if you can do anything with them. But anyway, Abbey Road was actually the last album they ever recorded. And after that, they had a meeting where John Lennon and Ringo wasn't there, so they recorded the meeting. And for Ringo, Lennon proposed that their next album be four songs by John, four songs by Paul, four songs by George, and two for Ringo if he wants them. <laughs> and then five days after that, John, at a next meeting, announced that he wanted a divorce. So, wow. But up until then, and, and, and many feel that he didn't mean that, um, that, and he was surprised that Paul ran with it. Wow, wow. I did not know that. I did not. I when Paul's to, I album came out um, April 10th of 1970, yeah, April 10th of 1970, his first solo album, I don't know if you know this, he didn't feel like doing a publicity tour. Okay. So what they did was when they sent the albums to radio stations, they had a leaflet in there with a question and answer. And in that, the questions were, ha do you foresee yourself writing with Lennon again? No. Wow. When you were recording this album, did you at any point say, boy, I wish Ringo was yeah, here right, on drums? Right. No. You know, and that was when it all came out, Paul quits the Beatles. But he really didn't quit the Beatles. John had quit the Beatles six months before that. Yeah, and but they also and then, you don't so McCartney gets tarnished for that because many people held him responsible right, for, breaking for breaking up the Beatles. Then he sued the other three guys because he wanted to break up Apple and he wanted everybody to get their money right, and go away. Right. And he had to sue the other three guys because they were all in cahoots with this guy Alan Klein. Yeah, he didn't want Alan Klein. What happened in 1976? John, George, and Ringo. All sued Alan Klein because mm -hmm. they knew Paul the same. Was yeah, right. Correct. They knew the same Paul thing. Right. And Mick Jagger had told him because Alan Klein had screwed over the Rolling Stones. And Mick Jagger told Lennon, he said, "Don't get involved with this guy." But Lennon liked him because he was big, brash, and a New Yorker, and and he knew all of John's songs, and he promised that he'd get Yoko a record deal. That was well worth it. A lot of lot of uh, uh, she offered quite a bit to the music industry. Jesus. So anyway, all right. Here's what I want, Cass. You wrote down your top five. Is that what you did? What? What? I wrote a lot. Well, just tell it. I want to know your list. I just want to see if there's anything on your list that's actually on my list or Spiro's list. Like, like just five of them? No, I want you to give us... How many did you write down? Did you write down five or ten? What, did you, you just wrote down random songs. You didn't put them in order or anything like no, that. No, I just wrote like the ones that I knew that I liked. Oh, okay. That's not... That's not well, just was... for now. All right, it was fine. Just... Give me your top five. Give me your top uh, five from I that list. The five Beatles songs you love the most. See if there, any of them are on our lists. Oh, okay, I did top ten, but that's okay. I'll well, pick five. You I'm, just said I'm it wasn't trying. top ten. You just said well, it was ten I songs you like. I top ten. All right, start, just start listing okay. songs. Yes. My favorite song would have to be... 
Okay, I'll go with the first song I ever heard, which was um, Baby, You're a Rich Man. Okay. Okay. That was the first song I've Keep ever going. heard. Keep going. Um, hey Jude. Okay. Eleanor Rigby. Mm-hmm. Um, Glass Onion. It's didn't make my list, but I do love that song. I love that song. Yeah. Um, Paperback Writer. Okay. And Nowhere Man. Okay. None of those songs are on my list. Some of those songs are Ooh, on my list. Ooh, how about that? How about that? The Strawberry Not Fields bad. Forever is really good, too, and Blackbird. I don't disagree on either of those. I don't disagree whatsoever. All right. That's a pretty good list, Cass. Thank you. That's a pretty good Thank list. Thank you. When we come back in, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this verses style. What is that? So you're not familiar with verses. It's very popular in no. pop culture. It's where they find two artists, and they have them go round by round playing one of their own hits. Okay. And then the judges get to pick who won that round like it was a boxing match. Oh, okay. All right? So the way we're going to go, because we both have top ten lists, mm-hmm. is we're going to let the two kids here, they're going to judge round by round. What if they don't won know the, the songs? Round. They, they're going to listen. We're going to play it in the background. Oh, we can't okay. Play it. We I'll can't help play Jordan it. out. We I can't play that. it over the air because, you know, there are rules of these things. I thought things. you could do like 30 seconds. <sighs> I thought we could too, Spiro, and then we got dinged for something recently, and uh, so uh, I don't want to mess with it. But we'll play right. it in the background for them to be able to hear. Okay. And then they're going to judge the round. Now, understanding, we're letting, you know, it, if I lose, I'm still going to say that these kids don't know anything about what they're talking about. Like, and that's I'll the way it's going to go. Exactly right. So it, it will, it's, we're just doing this to add something to the game. We're not accepting this as factual in any way. We're just doing this to add to the fun to it. Don't so, say kids plural. You can say kid. Uh. Well, well, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to. By the way, if you rule in favor of Spiro, I'm still going to say you know nothing about what you're talking about. I'll make that abundantly clear, even if you know Beatles songs. Well, that's not. So that's the way it's going to go. We're going to play Beatles versus next. Spiro Maricus is here in studio with us. We both have our personal top ten lists. Uh, don't forget, if you missed it this week, Stan the Fan and Ross Grimsley really dove into Adley Rutschman with Luke Jackson, who wrote this month's cover story for PressBox. You can find that at facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com slash video. Spiro is here. We're talking Beatles ahead of Paul McCartney coming to Camden Yards. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman, diving into where his passion for baseball and for catching comes from and how he uses that passion to elevate those around him in the Orioles organization. Also inside, Bo Smolka takes a look at how the Ravens' 2021 draft picks can make progress in year two, and Glenn Clark offers a very unique tribute to former rival Mike Krzyzewski that all Maryland fans can appreciate. Press Box is available for free at over 500 areas locations including 60 royal farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the orioles ravens and terps at pressboxonline.com that first sip that first bite Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Answering Baltimore's calls for help, running in when others run away, working together toward one shared vision for a thriving city. That's your Baltimore police. But the department needs more good people, people like you. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. 
Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets with Glenn Clark and Paul Valley every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fandle Sportsbook GM Bruce Billick and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and even a few winners. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday at 1140 a.m. Brought to you by the Fandle Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Baseball is back, and so is the spring seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash-fried pork belly with our popular Korean number 2 sauce, and take a bite out of the Crunch Burger topped with home-run sauce, white American cheese, and house-made chips. It also features irresistible options like a baseball-cut sirloin with blue cheese, grilled shrimp with garlic butter, and a strawberry salmon salad. And then there's the closer, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jack. This menu will be going, going, gone at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com to find out more. Great food, good sports. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at Facebook.com slash Sports And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. I don't care. Spiro, I, if people don't like it, they'll, they'll come back on Monday. Like, okay. for God's sakes. If, right. if, if that's what the way it goes, I'm, I'm way... This is the reason why I'm not... Well, I guess I am on radio again now because I'm on the fan on Sundays. Yeah, but, congratulations, by the um, way. I appreciate that. And it's fun. We're having a lot of fun. But this is the reason why I like doing this. I'm going to do what I want to do. And if if, it's, if you're not into it, just we'll see you on Monday. We'll talk about something else then. That's All the right. way that it goes. All right. So, Spiro Maricus is here. We've done our top ten lists. The way we're going to do this is versus style. We're going to go. I give my number ten and Spiro. Or we can alternate uh, who goes first. Okay. And then we will allow the kids to judge who won the round. Okay. It's meaningless because we're not going to accept it. It's going to be a kangaroo court. That's the way it's going to go. We're going to declare that it, it means nothing, but we're still going to allow them to participate in the process and I think hopefully educate Jordan a little bit. I actually feel pretty good about Cass's Beatles knowledge. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, 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 I'm all right with that. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah, right? So uh, do you want to start or do you want me to start with my number two? Go 10? ahead. All right. I will begin um, an iconic, of course, Beatles song, one that uh, I would like to hope that even if you don't know the Beatles, you will recognize immediately. My number 10 is, of course, Here Comes the Sun. Oh, hang on. I got Which, by the way, is the most downloaded Beatles song on iTunes. Is it really? Yes. I actually did not know that. What? I feel like that shouldn't be number 10, but okay. You think it should be higher on the list, is yeah. what you're saying. Well, it didn't make your list, did it? It is on my list, actually. Oh, well, you didn't say it when you were doing your that list. I only had five. That song uh, was written in Eric so Clapton's I backyard. I don't think I knew that, Spiro. I don't think I knew that at all. Here Comes the Sun. Um, it's just something, the feel that you have for that song. I also remember... Um, there's, a, there's a George impact, right? Where, mm-hmm. like, I think this... Is this... What's George's most iconic song? Probably something. Okay. Or something. While My Guitar yeah, right. Gently Weeps. Oh, yeah. That's probably his most iconic song. I remember hearing him. What year did George pass away? It was, oh, 2001 one or two. I remember hearing him perform it right before he passed somewhere. Like doing a TV show, something like his that. His last performance was on VH1. Okay. He was with Ravi Shankar. Oh, and that's right. It was I do a long interview with John Fogel song. Yes, and he did have a guitar with him. I and, and I just remember thinking to myself, like, this is just such a beautiful song, and the hope that it like sort of provides. And I remember mm-hmm. a, a lot of people playing this after nine eleven, 
and trying to, you know, it's just there's a feel that comes with this song well, that I can't escape. he wrote it because he was tired. The, the Beatles were going through all these problems with Apple, and they kept having these meetings, and it was wintertime, and one spring day, he's at Eric Clapton's house, and the sun came out, and he grabbed his guitar, and that's how he wrote it. So that's my number 10. Okay. Your number 10, Spirit My number 10, I guarantee you, Probably nobody in this room has heard this song. Okay. Well, I. It's a song I called don't. Ask Me Why. Oh, okay. Well, you be. You, first of all, you're wrong, just for the record. Okay. It's not on my list. I don't know why this is one of my. Well, obviously, I have it as number 10. Cass not only knows it, she, she's singing it. She loves it. It was recorded in their first album. Um, it was a song they played in Hamburg a lot. One of the first songs that John and Paul wrote. And I, I just, because I, this came out when I was four years old, and it's always been my, one of my favorite Beatles songs of all time. Give you guys another second to listen, because I want to be fair about judging. Okay. All right? Give the kids another second. This is the first round in our versus competition. Here Comes the Sun versus Ask Me Why. All right? Now, if there's a tie between the kids, we will allow Paul to break it. Okay. All right? Paul is not... Paul's closer to my age than he is the kid's right. age. So, Cass, you get the first vote. Who won the first round of the Beatles versus? And we need we need Cass's mic on. Is it like whoever's is like better or more accurate of what like the mm. placing is? No, I mean we're going round by round. So just pick the song that you like the more. Do they like better? I like "Here Comes the Sun." But okay, there you go. I just okay. put That's it fine. as ten. All right, all right. Hand the microphone to Jordan now. This is the way we go. I. So I've, I've only heard uh, Here Comes the Sun, but Ask Me Why is a pretty good song. I like this song Damn a lot. Damn it, Jordan. I, God. I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. It's a kangaroo court. It's, that it's we're, a, it's this is a kangaroo court. It's a solid court. song. All right, Paul, you already have to break a tie immediately. Here Comes the Sun. Thank you. I mean, it's the correct All answer. Right. Let's be fair about that. Here Comes the Sun is the correct I, answer. I know I'm going to lose this round. I oh? No, I'm going to lose right. this All round. All right. All right. Next up, well, uh, you go this. You go first. You have to have a George Harrison song in your top ten. I agree with that. And I don't know why, but this is my favorite George Harrison song of all time. It's not, I've got my mind set on you. That's not it. Beatles. (laughs) Beatles song. It's all too much. Ah, ah. I do actually like this song a great deal. On the Yellow Submarine album. Here we go. Take a listen. By the way, do your kids like Yellow Submarine? They love it. In fact, we took them. There was a, uh, there was a, uh, WTMD hosted a morning where they had this like reggae band playing all of Yellow Submarine, and the boys are convinced that they saw the Beatles that morning. <laughs> we took them over to the studio, and like they've they've said, "Remember we went and saw the Beatles?" It's like, yeah, boys, that's exactly what happened that morning. Um, this is a great tune. I, I just love the music in this song. I, and just I I don't know why I just love this song. I think that there's a chance that you could win this round because this is a a good rock and roll tune. This again, the vibe, the guitar, everything about this song. I love this song. I'll let them. I'll let them sway it out a little bit longer. Okay. We'll get to the one minute mark and then we'll move on. I don't, I don't have too much to say uh, historically about this song, but it's a great so. song. There's no question about it. It's a great song. All right, number nine on my list. A very popular song. I don't know why. I'm not sure why it is that I love this song so much, but number nine on my list is "Good Day Sunshine." And when it hits, it hits. Mm. 
I'm, I'm, I'm sensing a, a vibe theme, kind of a vibe. Songs. Yeah, right. It doesn't. It doesn't stay that Here way. Comes I promise. The sun, good by the way, sunshine. I will. I will admit that my list is impacted by my kids. It's so funny you bring okay. up my kids. My list is 100% impacted by the songs that I have sat around. There are two songs in particular on my list that literally were the songs that I would sing to my kids when they were babies, in order to get them to stop crying. And it was, for whatever reason, these two songs stayed, and they had to. They just mean more to me because of that. Yep. So that's we'll get to what, them. That's this, what music is about. It's not this. This is not it. And he has played this live. He's not playing but not on this tour. tour right? But he has played not this on song this live. tour. All right. So round two of verses. I'll let Jordan vote first. Good day, sunshine. It's a great song. It's a great song. All right, Paul. Do the tiebreaker. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! No, I like that one. Can it's you just... repeat? The name of the of your song, Spiro. It's all, all too, too much. much. It's all too much. Damn! Wow. It's a, it is a really good song. It's like the I don't know. It's a guitar. It's like the. It's the there is a vibe. vibe. There is it. a vibe. There that is definitely a vibe. That one kind of is a very similar vibe to a lot of his music. There is. There it's is a little something different. All right. All right. So uh, we're back to me. So we're tied up one yep. one one on our Beatles verses that we're doing. All right. So um, you know what's funny? I. I remember this song getting a boost because Eddie Vedder recorded a version of it a few years back, and there were a lot of people that did not were not as familiar with this particular tune. This has been a favorite of mine since I was like since I have memories. I love and have always loved from Help. You've got to hide your love away. This is John Lennon trying to be Bob Dylan. A hundred percent. It's exactly what it is. Because, Jordan, do you know the song at all? I gotta, gotta let it hit the hook then. Because it's the hay. Like, when you hear it's just something about it that's so magically sing along with this song. I have eternally loved this song. And I saw Eddie Vedder sing this at the lyric. Hey! Got to hide your love away. All right, that is my that is my number eight. By the way, Eddie Vedder did a great version of this. I genuinely loved his version of it. It was a little more brooding, um, but I love. He's it. always brooding. That's yeah, that's who he is, one hundred percent. Number eight on your list. <coughs> She's leaving home from Sergeant Pepper. Ooh, all right. Hang on a second. This is another good one. She's leaving home. We'll give this a few seconds to play out so that they can hear it. You prepare any history of this one? Well, it's uh, based on a girl that um, was. It was a story in a newspaper that she had left, and uh, she she left home, and her parents couldn't find her. Really? And that's how Paul wrote the song. Yeah. Okay. This is a little more plotting as a tune. Yeah. This is more of a storytelling tune. But you know, it, you know what's into the storytelling and, and John Lennon always used to say to him I don't understand how you can write about these people you don't know you know what there's a song that I actually removed from my list because of the songs that my kids care about so mm -hmm. much you know it's not on my list but and I, I can't a day in life is not on my list it's not on mine either that's remarkable isn't it it's probably their best storytelling song ever. Now right? I will tell you that this is my top ten list today. If you ask me, in a yeah, month, okay, it's understand. Be and mine has changed because of the kids. But a day in the life absolutely would have been on my list for the entirety of my life until the right. kids came along and 
it was one of the ones that got booted. All right, so she's leaving home versus you've got to hide your love away. She's leaving home. Damn, Jordan. Winner, winner. What? I can't believe I just lost with hide your love away. What is happening around here? I'm starting to worry that the deck is stacked against me because okay. they don't know you as well as they know me. Glenn, start- if it had been a tiebreaker, I would have gone with Thanks, that. buddy. Thank you, Paul. I feel better <laughs> about that now. I can confidently. All right. I even knew it before you played it. I knew my answer. Wow. All right. so. Round four, our number seven Beatles song of all time. Sparrow, you're up first. All right. Now, I'm going to preface this. You have to go on YouTube okay. and watch George Har- All you got to do is type in George Harrison, mm-hmm. this boy. Ooh. ooh it's God. a video of George Harrison watching the Beatles singing this boy in like 1974. And just his reaction is is beautiful. You know which one it is. I want to make sure I play the right thing for you, so that I'm setting you up. I don't. I, look, I am a fair there competitor. It is. This one right here, the that top one, one, right there, the top one. All right, this is yeah. George Harrison watching this the Beatles boy. play this boy. Which, by the way, is a song I do enjoy a great and deal. And this is a song. This just tells you how great of a vocal group they were. Besides everything else, maybe the greatest vocal group of of, of our time. It's a very doo-woppy. Feel right, like the harmonies are very. I love this song. I do love this. God damn it, Spiro! I love this song. All right, you comfortable? You feel like you got it? All right, my number seven is a classic. I mean, this is a song that even Jordan knows, and this is one that is on the list only because of my kids, because it is truly a song that I sing to them, and when I, when they were babies, this would help them when they were screaming, bloody murder, and they still love this song to this day. It's a silly song about Desmond and his barrow and Molly being a singer in the band. Oh, bloody, oh, bloody. This song... Sent John Lennon over the edge. Is this what it was? He hated this song. I don't. How could he hate this song? Because Paul made them redo it about eight million times. Oh, okay, I can see where that would send him over the edge. And after like three days of doing it, one day John walks into the studio, sits down to the piano, and goes that. Dan, 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 dan. Yeah. He goes, "That's the way the effing song starts. Let's go." <laughs> It is a perfect song, man. It is so perfect. Desmond takes a trolley to the. J- I, I, I think I, I think I might yeah, know I that you, I've got. You, I think you, I know I've got one on this. You you I do like that. All right, Jordan. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with you, Glenn. Ah, I like everything about that. Like everything about that. All right. This boy was a really good song, though. I, I like it. It is a good song. It's a very yes, good song. Uh, number six is also a song that's on my list specifically because it was one that I sang to my kids. And it's I, I say that. This is a classic Beatles rock and roll song, um, but it was one that was not as high on my list until my kids started demanding that I would sing it to them. She was just 17, after all. First song on the first Beatle album. It's just perfection, as pop music goes. This is a perfect pop song. Of course, I saw her standing there. Is way beyond compare. And well, so I, you're gonna win this round because my mind. A little more, a little more off the the beaten path. Yeah. I mean, I. Yeah. In fairness, I know, I know, I know what I'm doing here. <laughs> this is this is legitimately. I felt very strongly about this because of what it's meant to my kids. All right, 
your number six. For no one. For no one. Oh, great song. Um, what is, with that in mind, what is your favorite album? Revolver. That's what I was going to say. Is I'm I've always said Revolver was my favorite Beatles record, but there's another song that's the a reason. Hard Day's Night is close. Okay. For no one. Number. It's a great song. There's no debating. It's a tremendous and another storytelling song. Right, and this was when he was going through a very tough time in his relationship with Jane Asher, who was at the time one of the top actresses in England. Okay. Paul was engaged to. Okay. Until one day she came home from a uh, a tour of doing a play and found Paul in bed with a woman named Francie Schwartz. All right. And that kind of ended the engagement. Let's hand it over to the kids. I saw her standing there versus four no one. By the way, I think this is a tight round. I think this one is a tight round. I'm sorry, Glenn. This Son one this one and Billy Joel's um You're Always a Woman to Me were my two songs that helped me like get over a lot of stuff. Wow. So wow. I'm gonna have to say this one because right. that's a big one in my heart. All right. Paul, you're up. Okay. I saw her standing there versus four no one. I saw her standing. Ah! Yeah, it's, it's, it's a classic. It's a classic. I understand that. All right, Spiro. We're uh, into a top is, five. He, we're into our top five. Right now, playing, I'm up three two in the verse. He's playing this song on this tour. Yes. To me, this should be the song that he opens with every time he ever plays a concert. Okay. Got to get you in. Oh, I mean, it's a perfect song, isn't it? Got I to mean, those get... horns to start, because he plays with real horns. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have, you know, fake horns. He's got real horn players. This is another one my kids love because it's at one of it's at the end of one of the Minions movies. It's this at one of the and one of the I don't know which one it is, but at one of those movies they end it with this song, and so they constantly ask me when we're out like on a walk or going hiking, they'll be like, "Play the the Minions Beatles song." You they don't want to tell this. them what this song is about. I'm trying to think if I know the answer to that question. It's about his love of marijuana. Well, I don't care if they know about that. <laughs> <laughs> It's a perfect song. It's a flawless, perfect, exceptional every song. Concert with this song. It is a great, it is a kick-ass way to like bring Correct. everybody out. That's a great point. It is a kick-ass way to start a show. I think you're going to get this round because mine is a little bit sappier. Mine's just a bit of a sappier. I, I this There was a story with the girl and there's a whole thing there, but yeah, yeah. I've always loved Oh Darling. This is a song that John Lennon is upset that Paul would not let him sing. Really? He thinks that he could have done it better. Paul actually went to the studio every morning for a week recording this song, trying to get the vocal right, and he wanted to have his voice to get raspy as the song went on to, to you know, have that feeling yeah, of that, distress. And that, that sort of screech that he goes to a little bit later on. Right. All right. So, got to get you into my life versus Oh Darling in round six of our Beatles versus with Spiro Maricus in studio today. Uh, who's got the microphone? Cass? All right, you can have first vote. It's you love Oh Darling. Yeah. All right. I love this song so much. Gonna have to go with Oh Darling. Paul? Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna go to Paul. But it was oh, sorry. like neck and neck. Sorry. All right. Yeah. All right. So Jordan it's, says It's Oh Darling. Oh I Woo. stole that one. I stole that one. I thought for sure you were getting that one. 
Oh man! All right. It's hard because that was a biased one for me. Like that was just like m- I like that one. That's the way I feel. It's I don't. There was it was a story with a girl. I don't want to tell it, and I'll never. It's just that song has meant a great deal to me for a long time. All uh, right, my number four. Yes. John Lennon's at a party in L.A. in 1965, and Peter Fonda, um, Bridget Fonda's father, yes. Jane's brother, yes. is at a party. An actor and, himself. Correct. And he was telling John about how he was on an acid trip. Uh, no, that he had, he had been in a car accident, and he was on a table, and he was being operated on, and he had died. And he kept telling him over and over, I know what it's like to be dead. I know mm. what it's like to be dead. Mm. To which John mm. it's said, so get funny. away from me. You're creeping me out. It's so funny. And went back and wrote a song called She Said, So we she have said. A, we have a problem, Spiro. Okay. Because <laughs> it's number two on my list. <laughs> I'm so, surprised we haven't had over. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to just do some shuffling, and we'll make it number four, and we're just going to have to call this round a watch. Right. Because okay. it is I, – I, I, the way that I love this song cannot be described. It's the reason why Revolver is, wins out as my favorite Beatles uh, uh, album of all time. She Said is one of the most flawless rock and roll songs that's ever been made. Paul McCartney does not play on this song. Which is very sad to me because it means I'm never going to be able to hear he it. He got into an argument and he walked out, so George played the bass on this song. Perf- perfection, as a song goes. So I'll just switch some things around. I'll say it's my number four. But that, I'm- by the way, was the only version of that version of the Threedles. Really? George, yeah. John, and Ringo. The only? Yeah, because there was obviously after John died, we had the uh, Real Love and Free as a Bird Threedles. Okay. George. Paul and Ringo. Yep. But I Mean Mine, which was the last song any of them ever recorded, uh, was George, Ringo, and Paul. I did not know that. I yes. did not. I am learning stuff today. All right. So, unfortunately for you, that's a wash. So, you're down that's four fine. two with only three left at this All point. Right, so, I go first again. Is that I'll let, yeah, because that one was a wash. My number three is Penny Lane. Oh, it's a great song. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows the greatness of Penny Lane. Penny Lane. Um,. Releases an A side with a double A side with Strawberry Fields mm-hmm. before Sgt. Pepper came out and was the first Beatles single in England to not make it the number one. It didn't make it the number one? Kept out by Engelbert Humperdinck. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure people are very proud of that. I'm Please sure. release me was number one for like 13 wow. weeks in a row in wow. England and kept out Penny Lane slash Strawberry Fields. All right. Penny Lane, of course, a classic Beatles tune. Um, what would have been my number four, but I'm making it my number three, and it was well featured in the documentary, of course, is Don't Let Me Down will be my number three on this list. I, I don't want to sway the judges, mm-hmm. but can I say that's one of my least favorite Beatles really? songs of all time? Really? I, I just don't like it. I you know what's funny? I think it. there was a time in my life where I felt the same way. But there's something about the way that he goes for it vocally at the end, and it's just it stayed with me eternally. The last time he just really digs in and yo, you know, the just I digs into just it. Never man. liked this song. I understand it. I understand it. All right, so Penny Lane versus Don't Let Me Down. Jordan gets the first vote. Don't let me down. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Jordan's a smart man. Jordan wants to stay employed. Jordan. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really like Don't Let Me Down, but Penny Lane is on my list. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Penny Lane. Okay, so we turn things over to Paul. Penny Lane versus Don't Let Me Down. 
for the sake of the game, you might want to just pick Penny Lane. It just might make <laughs> things more competitive the rest of the way. I like them both so much. Penny Lane. There we go. There we go. There we go. Makes it 4-3. I'm okay with that because I expected that to be a victory for you. All right. Um, that brings us to number two, which would have been number three on my list, but I'm fine with this because it's it, between she said and she said and this, like I'm, they're so close for me that I, I'm fine with either one of them just describing them as my number two song of all time. Again, we talk about songs that build, songs that have rising action, and the feel that you have as the song goes along. There are very few songs in the history of music that do for that for me the way that Dear Prudence does. Dear Prudence. This is actually a different Threedles. This is Paul, George, and John. Ringo had quit the band. So Paul's playing the drums on this song. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Back in the USSR and Dear Prudence, he plays the drums on it. I had no clue. Yes. Does he ever play it? Like when he tours? Dear Prudence? Yeah. No, because he doesn't sing it. Yeah, that's what I thought. He's played back in the USSR. He's not playing it now for probably obvious reasons. Oh, yeah, it's a good point, right? The sky is blue, it's beautiful, and so are you, dear. It's just one of my absolute favorite songs of all time. All right, that's my number two, Spiro. My number two, December, I can't tell you the exact date, 1989. I bought a ticket out of the USA Today back in the days when you used to buy tickets out of newspapers. Okay. Drove by myself to Madison Square Garden to see Paul McCartney. And when he sang this song, 20,000 people were crying and singing at the same time. Hey, Jude. Well, I mean, that, you know, I might have to accept it. I might have to take the L before we even list. Everybody knows it's Hey, Jude. That, you know, it's Hey, Jude is not on my list. He had never sang it live before. Really? Yes. Never sang Did it Did you with guys voice. know he was going to? No, because this was 1989. You'd right. have the internet yeah. with set and stuff. Um. He had never sang it live. Wow, oh, that's um, pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Because Spira. when he was with when he toured with Wings, he tried to stay away from Beatles songs. He only sang like three or four Beatles songs um, in a concert in a set list with Wings. But, yep. I mean, you guys can just go ahead and say it. I mean, I know, I know, I'm accepting the L on this one. Yeah, Jordan confirms. Cass. Yeah. Okay, I accepted the L on that one. It's Hey Jude. I understand what it. I I, I understand what I'm up against here. So what that means is that we go into the final round of our Beatles versus tied at four apiece. You are up first. Right, the kids just want to keep listening to it, clearly. I mean, I get uh, it. I can't tell you why this is my favorite Beatles song of all time. Mm -hmm. It is as of May 2022. Right, we'll talk to you when we get a little bit closer to the show. The day before no, the show, yeah, I'm going to... But, you know, if you come to me in May of 2023, I'll have a yeah, different... But I understand. Uh, I, I don't know why this song just emotionally always gets to me. Nowhere, man. Oh, oh, it's a beautiful song. Everybody knows Nowhere, man. Here we go. This is Spiro's number one Beatles song of all time. From Rubber Soul, of course. It's a song you're familiar with, Jordan? You know... Oh, that's disturbing. No, All right, that's actually disturbing. We gotta. I need to talk to your parents at some point and have a conversation about what wow. they did in their parenting efforts. Um, I don't know what else there is to say about Nowhere Man. It's a wonderful song. John had writer's block, couldn't come up with anything. Was lying on his sofa and lying on his sofa and lying. One, all of a sudden, in his head, it came. I'm just a nowhere man. Yep. And that's how. 
the germ of that song started. So the I, it was on your list, Cass. Yeah. As you're saying, it was on my top ten. The irony we'll of see. what my number one is is that we've already talked about it this hour. Because I truly believe it to be the most perfect song ever made in the history of music. Okay. And I mean, like, the layers to this song. And I almost feel like it would be unfair to, to really grasp it without having listened to all of it. But it's three songs all at once. And that's why I'm so glad that he's doing what he's doing. So I've got a feeling. It's really? It's my favorite Beatles song of all time. You it's my favorite to be song me. of all time. Holy cow. Not kidding about this. It starts one way. You think you're getting one song. The first time I heard it, because, you know, growing up, my parents listened to a lot of WQSR. I knew a lot of Beatles pop songs, right? The first time some buddies were sitting around, I had, you know, friends with older brothers. And the first time that I heard them play this song, I'm like, this sounds like a fun song, right? Like, I think I'm getting something here. And I had no idea what was about to come. I had no idea there was going to be what you're talking about, what they're doing now, the dueling Paul right. and John part, where they're just going back and forth with each other. And then they start losing their minds on the bridge. And it's just rock and roll perfection, my friend. This is my favorite song in the history of music. Wow. And I'm not kidding about it. Wow. I am shocked. Oh, no. And that's why I was so glad that uh, they did this doc, and because watching it all but unfold. Again, this is a perfect song. Yep. How can you call this man a lightweight when? My God, this is this is right. Listen to that right there. Correct. That's a lightweight. And that's a guy who sings yesterday, by the way. Correct. That's a great point, which you know I do think is one of, one of the great pop songs of all time. So, final round. It's all coming down to this. Um. Well, after four, that, four. after that preamble that you just gave, know, how I am really, I gonna win? I really. Well, I have you want, no I'll chance. give you. You want to go back? No you want to no, go no, back? You no, want to no, be the most recent? That. You want to be the most recent? You no, want to go back no, and give no, another no, spiel no, about no, nowhere, man? No. But I mean, you just laid your soul out. I will. Everyone I feel right this now. strongly about it, and I'm allowing you. I'm ceding the floor back to you, Spiro. No, I'm not gonna take that away from you. Anybody that enjoys a Beatles song that much, I, I tell you, I this is my favorite song in the history of music. Is I've got a feeling by the Beatles. All right. Cass, Nowhere Man versus I've Got a Feeling. I'm it sorry, all comes down to this. My list is Nowhere Man, and I'm going to stick to it. God damn it. <laughs> I just went, just put my soul out on the table. I just bared it all. Paul. Oh, oh, the entire competition comes down to this vote from Paul between Nowhere Man and I've Got a Feeling. So to me, it has nothing to do with the soul bearing. It's just a better song. I've yeah! In my opinion, for my taste, for my taste. Suck it, Marikis! <laughs> I I am not arguing about losing a, over a Beatles song. I I, I I don't feel bad. Oh, because oh. I love them all. Yeah, that's uh, I feel just real. some more than others. That's I, all. I, I feel I'm actually real. really upset that no one put yesterday on their list because that's like my top list. Like, it's a great song. Top, 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 by the way, this is the problem when we do this: is there could be easily be 50 songs on these correct. lists. Correct. Like, come on, man. Sad. Like, I, neither I one of us put a day in the life on our lists. You know, My God. To come up with a top ten, I, I started with about 40. And right. Just had to work my way yeah, through. Ma imagine Get Back not being on either one of our lists. Like, my God. 
about she loves you. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just the, the depth of I Eleanor hold Rigby. Your hand, which yeah. is what changed yeah, everything. Yeah, hundred percent. I ask any of your listeners that have any interest that that that, that want to say, ah, eh, they're overrated, this and that. Go get on your Google machines and and Google the Billboard Top Forty. The last week of December 1963, nothing to do with the Four Seasons song, but just, or November 1963, look at the charts and see what was on the charts yep. in the top 40. Yep. Three weeks later, the world changed musically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And every guy that's in a band that you love would have been nowhere without those four guys. And that's the bottom line. You and I agree on this. They subject. all changed. You Everyone will tell you. Springsteen, Fogarty, Neil Young, Crosby, Stills, Nash. Did I name them all? Now, I mean, um, the Beach Boys, you ever heard of them? They made they desperately, desperately tried to make a Beatles record. They made a damn good every one. Every one of them worth. wasn't going to be a musician yep. until a Sunday night in February 1964. That's a great point. It's a great point. I, we are in complete Half of them will be working at uh, Jiffy Lube. By the way. No, uh, I hope they're not a sponsor. Uh, Brian, you're... <laughs> I had nothing against them. They're not a sponsor, but I have nothing against Jiffy Lube. Brian, I, I agree. I wish we could have tweeted out every single fact that uh, Spiro was passing along, but, uh, but it would encourage anyway. people to go back and listen to all of it. Um, uh, we Look, if you guys want to get your votes in for whose list was better, I'll have Paul post our lists at glennclarkradio.com on the whole. Uh, we did it round by round, so it was a little bit different than if we just somebody just looked at the list and said, "Here's we can do that. There is no... There is no correct answer, of course. There of course, is obviously there is no correct there answer. My uh, my top ten, really. Although I think in- Cass has a little more taste than Jordan does. Well, I disagree. <laughs> I strongly disagree because Jordan got the uh, top ten. Uh, here comes the sun. And Good Paul's day, Paul's lost. Yeah. Here comes the sun. Good day, sunshine. Hide your love away. Obla di obla da. I saw her standing there. Oh, darling. Don't let me down, dear Prudence. She said, she said, and I've got a feeling in Spiro's list. You want to read uh, it back? I've got I it was, here. If you uh, want to ask it. me why. Yep. It's all too much. All too much. She's leaving home. This boy for no one. Got to get you into my life. She said, she said, Penny Lane, Hey Jude, and Nowhere no, man. man. Very well done. I enjoyed this a great deal, especially because I won. <laughs> especially because <laughs> I won. Uh, you'll have a broadcast tomorrow for Towson and Delaware. 2 o'clock, TowsonTigers.com. We take on uh, Delaware for the right to apparently play in a play-in game next week. Yeah, that's probably the way it's going to go. Right. It's probably the way it's going to go. And then probably play Maryland or Georgetown. Next yeah, they look to be the top two seeds. It's a very good point. Uh, at Spiro Towson PBP is how you can follow him on Twitter if you'd like. He would say, nah, don't worry about it. But <laughs> I'm rarely on there. I, I know you. I, by the way, I, you try wait until they tell you you have to be on TikTok. Wait until you get that moment. <laughs> I've I pushed that off for as long as I can. Uh, uh, this is fun. Let's do this again. I'd yes. love to do this again before the show. We'll come up with a different theme. We'll do this again okay. before the McCartney show. All right. Absolutely. Appreciate Anytime. It. Appreciate you. Love it. Great to see you. All right. Thank you. We'll come back in. We'll wrap it up for a Friday edition of GCR. We got to get the young youth. We did a lot of old guy stuff, so we got to get the young youths next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman, diving into where his passion for baseball and for catching comes from and how he uses that passion to elevate those around him in the Orioles organization. Also inside, Bo Smolka takes a look at how the Ravens' 2021 draft picks can make progress in year two, and Glenn Clark offers a very unique tribute to former rival Mike Krzyzewski that all Maryland fans can appreciate. Press Box is available for free at over 500 areas 
area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Answering Baltimore's calls for help, running in when others run away, working together toward one shared vision for a thriving city. That's your Baltimore police. But the department needs more good people, people like you. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets with Glenn Clark and Paul Valley every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Bruce Billick and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and even a few winners. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday at 1140 a.m. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Baseball is back, and so is the spring seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash fried pork belly with our popular Korean number two sauce, and take a bite out of the crunch burger topped with home run sauce, white American cheese, and house made chips. It also features irresistible options like a baseball cut sirloin with blue cheese, grilled shrimp with garlic butter, and a strawberry salmon salad. And then there's the closer, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jack. This menu will be going, going, gone at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com to find out more. Great food, good sports. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. All right. Thanks again to Spiro for coming in and hanging out with us. That was a lot of fun uh, as we went over our respective top tens. And I kicked his ass. I whooped that ass. Five to four. Demolished him. Just wiped the floor with him in our versus contest. Five to four. All right, we are winding down for the week. It's Friday. Every Friday we uh, we do this. Oh, I couldn't. That was your best I one until the end. I couldn't hold it. I couldn't hold it. Damn it. I couldn't hold it. It's time for Young Utes with Lil Jordan. Young Utes is brought to you this week by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. 61 self-service kiosks available. Big fight weekend tomorrow night. UFC 274. Canelo Alvarez and Dimitri Bivol. You're going to want to be in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland for the fights. So email events at sportssocialmd.com in order to reserve your spot now. All right. What you got for us, Jordan? So Dave Chappelle got attacked mm-hmm. recently on stage. You think we don't know that? Yeah. But so apparent so there was a lot of speculation that Jamie Foxx and Busta Rhymes were the ones that What? Yeah. They there was a lot of speculation that they were backstage and then they beat the guy up and that's why the guy looked like a human pretzel. Afterwards. I didn't know that Busta Rhymes was there. I love yeah. Busta Rhymes. And 
And so then a rep from Dave Chappelle's camp was like, no, Chappelle's just kidding. Like, it was security. Like, Jamie Foxx and Buster Rhymes had nothing to do with him. Chappelle was like, up on stage, and like, no, it, it was my friends. They beat this guy up. I have great friends. So, so now he's saying a, it was. He, he's saying it was, but his like PR team is like, you can't implicate. So this the, is a this is a very awkward situation. So I'm gonna make a comparison. Um, in the world of professional wrestling, there was always a rule that if someone came over the barrier and into the ring to try to get attention, that it was this unwritten rule that whoever was the wrestlers in the ring would kick the ever loving crap out of that person. And they would do it to make sure no one else ever thought that they could get away with doing something like that. So the rule was this unwritten rule that in pro wrestling, somebody jumps over the barricade and gets into the ring. Well, you're jumping into like people that are 300 pounds and, and made out of muscle. They're going to kick the S out of you. And you will, everyone who sees it will know you don't do this because you're going to end up like that. Now, of course, we became a quite litigious society over the last 20 years. And the rule of law says, no, you can't just beat the ever-loving S out of someone just because they trespassed or broke a law. That does not give you the right to assault someone. So it's this sort of awkward thing where this actually happened a few years ago. I was at the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. My buddy Brandon, who was had overcome cancer, really wanted to go up. And so we're there. And very famous wrestler Bret Hart was attacked in the ring by a random fan. And they got him, and they sort of held him up, and they dragged him out, right? But there was one guy who was a wrestler who had been in the crowd who came in to help out with the situation, and he started firing shots at the dude. Like, he was punching the guy in the face as they were carrying him out. And he was the only one, and he got a lot of heat for it. We found out he actually wasn't employed by WWE. So all the WWE wrestlers knew they weren't allowed to do it. This guy was like, I ain't getting fired over it. I don't care. So the guy is just – he's clearly no threat. The guy that attacked was some weirdo. He's clearly no threat, and he's being carried out. Like his arms are behind his back. His legs are – there is no threat to anyone, and all you see – is this dude just wailing on him in the face as they're carrying him out of the arena because he's very old school and that's what you did in the past. I see no problem. And that's the thing. I get the theory. The theory is you don't do this ever. You never, ever, ever do this. And so you make it very clear this is what's going to happen to you if you do something like this so that everyone understands they don't do it. Now, will this guy, this rapper, will he sue Dave Chappelle's friends. I don't. I don't know what the laws are in California. I don't know how this will end up playing out. And it seems nonsense that like you would able be able to get a settlement after you were the one that rushed the stage and attacked Dave Chappelle with a knife. Correct. Uh, I would like to think that in that situation there would be enough gray area for people to say, "Nope, whatever you did to the guy, it's totally fine," because he attacked the stage with a knife. So. He deserves every ounce of the beating that he got. And I think as a society, we all agree with that. I think every single right-thinking person would say, you attack somebody, you deserve to get the ever-loving S kicked out of you. So we're good with it. I just don't know. There are laws, and there's. I have no idea how this is going to end up being played out in the court of law. If I, 
also don't know if Dave Chappelle's being serious or not. And I think that if this did come to a court of law, no matter what actually happened, someone else would take the fall for it instead of it being um, Jamie Foxx and Busta Rhymes. Greatest night of my life, however, was Busta Rhymes playing Quad Mania at UMBC when I was a freshman. My God, I was so <laughs> hopped up on Jungle Juice. And I made out with Miss Jewish Maryland. It was a great uh, night for your jungle boy. Jungle juice, man. Yeah, man. Uh, your next day was ruined. Oh, my next, ruined. my next day, my next three days were ruined. I mean, I it was the recovery from that was, but I don't care. It was a legendary night for your boy. Okay, wait, I have a question. Mm-hmm. If you feel that way about people going into the ring, how do you feel about people that like jump? And go on the field when like a team is playing. You, uh, look, uh, we can all laugh at it and say, but whatever I would you do, slap the- you whatever you do, you deserve every ounce of a beating that you get. And there have been in instances where you have seen, um, like at a football game, my, someone drop an elbow on the guy or like my make my, make them pay more of a price. My friends and I were talking. Why has it never happened that a streaker went on the field in like a chemo, like a game seven? Like bottom of the ninth, no, I mean, it happened, that, it happened at the Super Bowl. Like, I mean, did, it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah like but it, yeah. it wasn't like it a no. It, well, like that was a blowout game. Yeah, yeah. So it was I'm, difficult I'm for saying, that to be like, a key moment. Like, imagine what would like the guy would probably make so much money today. Honestly, it's, a, it's an awkward spot because like there's there's something about it that like we say it adds levity. We don't really want to see streakers be like prosecuted to the full extent of the law because we're like it kind of adds levity to the moment and in a weird way we think that it's part of the entertainment value and so I think that. There is a separation between streaker, guy just trying to get his jollies, versus someone who is clearly attempting to attack someone else. But we have seen instances where even just the streakers, even just the the field crashers, have still paid a little bit of a price for it from the athletes that are on the field. I, it's the question cast though is relevant because I don't feel th- this guy was clearly attempting to attack Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. He wasn't getting up I on didn't the stage. Hear about this or see it? Are I, you serious? I, I heard it's a pretty that big story this I week. I didn't hear it was Dave Chappelle. I'll, I only heard oh. that someone got attacked was got attacked by a knife, and I didn't know who it was or what was going on. I had no idea about it. I would I would not feel as strongly about it if it was somebody that got up and tried to get attention. Like I'm a rapper, you know. Look at me. Like if that's all it had been, I probably wouldn't feel as strongly about like beat the crap out of the guy. Um, so I do think intent matters, but it's also difficult to judge intent when something like this occurs, and it's why. Whenever somebody, even the protesters that were at the Timberwolves games the last couple of weeks, I have no problem. The moment you see someone make a move somewhere they're not supposed to be, security person tackles them. I get that video is awesome. I I get that like it could create an awkward situation because you might find out that you tackled. There was a a really famous story about like the the president of the Raptors when they won the NBA title was not wearing his badge, and nobody knew who he was. Like they just they weren't familiar with him. And unfortunately, because he was a person of color, it led to a completely different conversation. But I get it. Like, if you're the security person and you don't stop someone and they go do harm to somebody, you ain't going to be able to live with yourself for the rest of your life. So I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah. I don't really have an issue with it. And I certainly don't have an issue with somebody rushing the stage to attack someone, getting the crap beat out of them. So did Dave Chappelle get hurt in no, any way? No, he was not. He was completely fine. Utterly and completely fine. The, the guy who attacked him was not. He was. <laughs> his arm was bent mangled, all sorts of backwards. <laughs> Do the young youths care about it? Yeah, for okay. sure. Because right, I cared. All I right. just didn't know. Number two. Doctor Strange Ooh. in the Multiverse of Madness. Is, I'm trying is to go see it tonight. Out. I really want to see it tonight. But anyways. So the reviews are glowing. And so I'm, I'm just going through some, some of the first reviews. A lot of people have said that it's the best Marvel movie Second to Endgame, mm. and P- 
people have said it's that... It's not getting those types of reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. But Endgame was it, twi- Twitter is all... Of, everyone's like, Benedict Cumberbatch is like insane. I personally find him to be a phenomenal actor. Oh, He's one of my Benedict favorites. Cum- anyway, what are we talking but, about? But and pe- people are just saying that this movie is like one a, of the best Marvel. It has movies. a seventy-seven percent on Rotten mm. Tomatoes, eighty-nine um, percent audience score for what it's worth, but yeah. a seventy-seven percent from the critics. Well, the audience let's just, is saying. It. Let's just for the sake of comparison. Well, hang on a second. To that anymore. Hang on a second. For comparison's I, sake, though. There's so many I, great movies. I understand what you're saying, Cass, and I, on the whole, I don't necessarily agree with you, mm-hmm. or disagree with you. Oh yeah. But what I would say is, oddly, I feel like in the Marvel universe. They've mostly been pretty close. So mm-hmm. Endgame, for example, had a 94% from the the critics. Um, let me pull up Infinity War. Infinity War had a had a 85%. Mm. So I and I feel like the last Spider-Man Spider-Man did really well. Uh, had I want to say sure. it had a yeah, it had a ninety-three percent, mm-hmm. and we all agree and that I that agree last that. that last Spider-Man was was, great. was just joyous. Mm-hmm. So in a weird way, I feel like they've actually been pretty good with Marvel movies. I understand your theory on on the whole, and I've struggled with that, and I also do try to equate that and the audience score. But the audience score, for example, for The Last Spider-Man was 98%. I think it's my anger towards one movie, and I feel like you guys will disagree with me. I don't know how you feel about it, but how did you guys feel about the Ant-Man movie? I mean, I, 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 I'm the wrong person I, to ask. There's, there's, I, I don't know that there's been a Marvel movie that I yeah, haven't loved. I, so. I, didn't, I didn't think it was anything. Sp- it's not, which which it's, Ant-Man movie? The first one. The it's first not one. in my top five or my top ten even, but it. I right. laughed. It was, it was I, funny. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I think that he's great i but, think that he really did well in the yeah, movie I, it was i thought it was a fun you know, movie but you know i heard what? so much bad okay, things about it okay but it was also it had an 83% it was rated better oh, okay. than even okay. this what, movie was what marvel no. movie i did not like at all i thought was a waste of my time was eternals and Rock- you know it's really oh, funny i have God. not i've I still not watched it, it's, it is Don't even. i did start moon knight moon knight this week finally moon, moon knight i haven't seen the season finale that aired this I've week i'm only i'm but, only two episodes but in. moon knight is my girlfriend hates it because she says this is like way too much criminal mindsy law and ordery, and I'm like, no, this this is terrific, and the story just builds and builds and builds. But I think the people who created Eternals knew that it wasn't going to be a dominant movie, but it had to be made to introduce to you, the new, you're right, the yeah. new yeah. one at the end of the movie. No, 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 at the end of the movie. It's like, oh, in the in the there's it, something that like, happens. Oh. Yeah, as bad. Damn it! Like, now, do I need to watch it before I go see Doctor Strange? No, no. But no. I'm just okay. saying it does open a little bit. Marvel's going a little bit darker. It was a lot childlike and family. Yeah. Marvel's going. Okay, to and I want to touch darker. on that because I prefer fun. I will always. Attur- this is my only issue with Doctor Strange. And by the way, the first Doctor Strange was eighty nine percent on mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. This one's seventy seven percent. My only issue is eternally. I always prefer fun blockbuster to overwhelming sci fi. I've talked about that a great. I'm just not. When you get heavy into the sci fi, you start to lose me. When I gotta really start thinking about how things correlate and what everybody's able to do, you start to lose me a little bit. It's not that it's sci-fi. It's just a little bit darker in terms of like, I can't explain it, but in the if you watch Eternals, there's yeah. a clip that you need to see because there's a sword that gets presented. And that sword is a key factor in the comics of Marvel that okay. show a new movie that's going to open up a lot of the Marvel world, That which also goes into Venom and the whole thing that's happening right now with um, Jared Leto's movie. Like All of that's going to open up a whole different realm, and it's going to be a lot darker of us, like Marvel than it ever has been. 
because think about yeah, it, Ma- Tony Marvel, Stark, Hulk, is, yeah. all of that is about family oriented, like really funny, comical, mm-hmm. joyful. This is a little bit more. Moon, Moon Knight's dark. Ex- is that that's it? Is no, it's, like, it's very like, dark. It is. I well, mean, I mean it, what it, you're dealing it, with, even if you know the concept, correct? Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, what it, you're dealing with the subject is yeah. dark, yeah. but but no, yeah. And I'm assuming the the youth youths definitely care. Yeah. Still, still yeah. in on it. Yeah, I'd like to see it. I promised my wife I'd see it with her. Oh, I have made a promise to our buddy Simon had to marry him that I'll go on a mandate with him to see uh, uh, Top Gun. I, uh, Ooh. I'm very excited about I went that. As Top Gun for, I went as Maverick for um, Halloween. Oh, that's, one, dope. One, that's dope. One more Marvel movie I recently watched was Captain Marvel. Hate you it. hadn't seen hate Captain it. Marvel? Which, no, I, I hadn't hate seen it. it. And, and I don't understand and that. I, either, and I, I liked it. I love my, it. My roommate from last year, he's the one... Him and my girlfriend both got me into Marvel, but he was like, "No, this movie's terrible." Yeah, that's so bad. Yeah, I, I so strongly bad. disagree with that. I, I think the complaint the complaint is that she's stiff, and she's definitely stiff. Said. There's no question that she, she's stiff. But within her story, given everything that she has been through, it would make sense for the character to be. That's stiff. what I said. Now, it's not how she's presented in the comics at all. I understand so, that, but in the. St- Think about her story. Think about everything she's been through. It would make sense that she wouldn't come out super confident. And I, I don't know if that was the intent. And that's where the trouble comes. Was it was it just a rough acting performance, or was it they were trying to tell a story within the character? She's definitely it, stiff. There's it no question about. It would have been better it. as a show. That's what me and my roommate were saying. If you could have time to elaborate on her story right. and the villain. I, I think the problem people had is that they were introducing her to be sort of a super character, and the movie did not present someone worthy of being a super character. She was supposed to be one of so the strongest I, I in un- the Marvel Universe and couldn't even take on Thanos. I understand. Like, well, Okay, in fairness, San- Thanos is the greatest villain in the history of humanity. Like, let's be fair. Okay, about but you that. had the greatest Marvel like of all time, and then you had all of that backup, and you're telling me you got pushed around by Thanos. I don't know if you heard. They eventually figured it out. It, Not I sure if you're aware. That, they eventually got things straightened. out. I understand that, but still, I did. I I thought the criticism was way over the top. No, that's the one Marvel movie that I am confidently going to tell you that I will never watch, and oh, I will never geez, tell anyone to watch. I actually hate it. The only thing I didn't like about it is they had her wear the most generic band shirts of all time. It's the I tell you, it's the only issue I have with We Own the City is they've got we you're wearing the most more blast, but it's the most generic. I don't care if it's a blast shirt; it's the most generic shirts that they're all wearing. My my girlfriend and, and is these, refusing to watch We Own the City with me, so I have to watch it on my own now. She said it would get her too sad. What? Does she watch other things? There's that, a lot that's of. What I, said. I, was, I, was like, I was like, oh, it's it's like any other yeah, crime show. But very weird. All right, uh, we got to yeah, we got to yeah. move. Ne- right, next one three. is Jackass is returning as a TV show on Paramount Plus with the with all the with, with like with poopies the, with, with the new the new guys who were in the most I just, recent. I just film. The, no change interest. your name from poopies, please. It's like just don't call yourself. You just don't care. Sorry, I'm just gonna say that now. They're they're, you, they're just out. You, no, this is for they, people my age. That's incorrect. I. Uh, I think Jordan, she's, you're a different breed. Okay, you I think and your she's friends closer do to not being right. count as you. All I know is we tried to get you guys to come see the Jackass movie, and you gave double middle fingers. Yep, double middle fingers when when that offer was made. So actually, I would say I'm more of a different breed. I feel like I'm more. Of an old yeah, soul there you are more of an old youth, soul. So. Jackass Forever took in fifty-seven point seven. Yeah, but it didn't all dollars. come from young youths, Jordan. It, it came all, from a lot of people it, pollenizing. It all came from young. I don't youths. think that's the case whatsoever. There was a I lot. 
haven't I watched. I still won. I know they. I know they did. did. A, I know they did a four and a half that they put on Netflix or something that I, I don't even know if I'll bother to look at it. I, it was. I, I enjoyed Jackass. Yeah, it, Jackass four and a half is set to arrive on May twentieth. Is it on Netflix? Or? On Netflix. Okay. All right. Then I'll. I'll, just, I'll look at it's it. It's just Who am the I additional footage. But is it from like? Is it? Film? Is it just the additional footage, or are they splicing the additional footage back in? Because I don't I, really want to watch I, the I whole thing just, again. I, it's. I'm not sure. I. I think it it just says Jackass Four and a Half is comprised of additional footage. Yeah, shot I'm of afraid it's film. I'm afraid it's like just a longer version of Jackass Four, and like I would prefer yeah, them yeah. just to give me the stuff that I didn't get to see. Just give me that stuff. All right, good job, Jordan. So, Cass, next Friday is your last day. Yes, I think so. So we're doing the Bridgerton ball. <gasps> we're definitely doing that. <laughs> you got to help Jordan find something that he can wear. Okay. All right. Next Friday may be my day too. That's what I was wondering. Too, yeah. That's what I was wondering. The next Friday I got final. Yeah. It's my last one. Are we but, all dressing up like this, or just those two? I think I think specifically those two. But if if we can find something, if you find something, I'd be willing to join. We make it a full on Bridgerton ball, and then we go to Poppy's afterwards. We go we go get tacos in our Ooh. full Bridgerton gear. Oh my god, I it, would really love it if we I, did that. Next Friday is my year and a half, so I think my girlfriend may have what? other plans in the middle of the afternoon. Okay, yeah. You can't ask her. The year and a half isn't a real thing, Jordan. You can't ask her to maybe do it at don't, night instead. Don't, don't, tell, her, don't, Jordan, don't it's, tell. It's your don't last day, that. and you won't go I'll, have tacos I'll, with us. I'll I'll talk to her. You've been here for like for twelve like years. You can't go have tacos with I've us. I've become an old soul. Yeah. Since, uh, I'll, when we I'll met you, you were like five years old. You guys could come on our what, uh, on our anniversary. Yeah. anniversary. We go celebrate your fake anniversary with you. Don't tell her that. Year and a half. Year. It's not a thing. All right, we're gonna do the Bridgerton ball. Though we're doing that, yeah. you just gotta help, Cass. You gotta help us find things that we can wear. Okay. And we gotta be able to get them quick because okay. it's next Friday. Okay. Right. Like a suit jacket. I don't know. I don't know. I've never watched Bridgerton. I'm not either. Really funny yeah. that I was thinking. Um, but I, everybody keeps telling me I look exactly like Regé Jean Paul. They're like, yeah. God, everywhere I go, I everywhere that. I go, they're like, wait a second, is that you? And I'm like, it is. It's like. Get it all the time. It's like my buddy who behind math class, he goes, uh, he said to this girl, not my buddy, my buddy overheard this of this guy we don't like. Anyways, he was like, he told this girl. So nothing, man. He, he was like, he was like, has anyone ever told you that I look like Tom Hanks to this one girl? And the girl just looked at him and goes, shut up. Right, that's very, like, that's very, very, stupid. very horrible. Very stupid. Very stupid. All right, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by the print issue of Pressbox, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox. Read it all, pressboxonline.com. Adley Rutschman on the cover. He will be at Norfolk. Well, actually, Nashville this weekend, then Norfolk, and then um, he'll be in Baltimore not too long after that. All right, this one's going to be harder. Oh, God. All right, last night the- 12-28. We really want to do this. Last night, uh, that's not my fault. Uh, last Still, night the Orioles hit five home it. runs. Uh, uh, hit five home runs a season high. It was most home runs in the game by the Orioles since they hit six against Toronto on June nineteenth of last season in a game they lost ten to seven. They, the game also featured a multi-homer output from Ryan Mountcastle. Uh, that game also featured a multi-homer output from Ryan Mountcastle. Hit three and Cedric Mullins' power prowess as he hit two. And if you had been paying attention to social media last night, you'd also know that the five homers were one more than the Orioles hit in their first fifteen games combined. However. The most impressive power display ever put on by this franchise came on June 16, 2015, when they hit eight homers in the 19-3 drubbing of the yeah, Philadelphia Phillies. I actually remember this. Who hit the eight home runs last that, that night? It was six players. Two of them did it, hit two. Chris Davis. Chris Davis is one. Uh, Manny Machado. Manny Machado hit two. 
Hot take. Give me Nolan Reimold. No. Just throwing it out there. I think Reimold was gone. No, he was here. He was here still. Uh, Johnny Scope. No. How about Adam Jones? No, th- these are not big name guys anymore. Oh, good. Flaherty. Ryan Flaherty. He hit the, well, the eighth. It seems disrespectful to Ryan Flaherty to say he's not a big name guy. Flaherty was my favorite player growing up. Oh, you got. You need help. Uh, Caleb Joseph. No. Ooh. These last three guys, I really don't think you're going to get. Uh, so I'll give you a hint. Hang on. Hey, don't. Uh-huh. Don't. 2015. Deaza. Oh. No. Gerardo, wait, when was it? Was it was in June. Gerardo Parra so was wasn't here yet. And I think Diaz had already been DFA'd by then. Chris Parmalee. Chris Parmalee. Oh, wow. I get he one. hit wow. two oh, that wow. night. Holy that. cow. He is a distant cousin of mine. Oh, how about that? According to my mom. So is Richard uh, Gere, according to my mom. Uh, Steve Pierce. No. Uh, all right, I might be out. That might have been the give, one that I was going to get. Is there, there's one more? Two more. Two more hints, hints, I guess. This guy was known for having 4% body fat. Former Kansas City Royal. Uh, Jimmy Paredes? Jimmy Paredes is on the list, but that's not who I was talking uh-huh. about. Was he a Royal? I thought Paredes was a Royal. I have no idea. Well, then where did he come from? Oh, Houston. Houston. It was Houston? It was right. Houston before. That's shocking. That was not who I was talking about, but you got one. Oh, Royal. One left. David Lau? David Lau. Low. Yeah. David Lowe. Lowe. Yeah. Yep. David Lowe. I, I forgot about I did him. I actually remember he was a former Royal. He was. Yeah, that, that, and that's it. He, 4% body fat. He said he treats himself to pizza once a year. That's ridiculous discipline. I mean, God bless, bro. I feel like you should be doing something better than being a bad did, baseball player. Yeah, I, was about, like, I was about to say, how did it like, work yeah, out right? for him? Like, I feel like it should be able to get you like some modeling deals or something Maybe like that. Maybe that's what he does now. All right, very good. Here's what's coming up totally tubular-wise. Totally tubular brought to you by the Baltimore Police. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore Police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good. BPDrecruit.org. Here's what's coming up this weekend. Busy weekend. Uh, Tonight, uh, I'll, I'll go lacrosse first. Tonight, CBS Sports Network, Loyola and Army in the Patriot League semifinals at 7. If Loyola wins, they'll play for the title Sunday at noon on CBS Sports Network. They need to win in order to get in. Big Ten women's tournament tonight, Maryland-Johns Hopkins, 5.30. They play that at Rutgers for some reason. They just decide where that – I don't know why that's not hosted by the number one seed. That's on Big Ten Network. Uh, Tomorrow, Big Ten championship, Rutgers and Maryland, 8 o'clock on Big Ten Network from down in College Park. The America East Championship, UMBC in Vermont at noon on ESPNU, and the CAA Championship at 2, Towson and Delaware on LAC Sportsnet. Or you can listen to Spiro on TowsonTigers.com. The Patriot League Women's Championship tomorrow at 2 on CBS Sports Network, Loyola and Navy from Ridley Athletic Complex. Stevenson plays for the Matt Commonwealth Championship tomorrow at 7. Uh, York is streaming that on their website, ycpspartans.com. The selection shows Sunday night at 9 on ESPNU. Orioles, Royals, who knows? Who knows when these games will be played? One is scheduled for tonight on Masson at 7 o'clock, Carlos Hernandez and Jordan Lyles. One is scheduled for tomorrow night at 7 on Masson, Daniel Lynch and Tyler Wells. And then the Sunday game is scheduled for 1.30, Zach Greinke and Bruce Zimmerman. That's a pretty decent like, if you need an excuse to go to the ballpark, Granky mm-hmm. Zimmerman's not that bad. I would, you know, I'm not trying to oversell Bruce Zimmerman, but he's the best the Orioles have had this season. So that's not uh, that's not the, the worst day to maybe get out to the ballpark. But who knows if that'll actually be the pitching matchup by the time we get to Sunday or not. 
Um, eh, the playoffs continue, both NBA and NHL. You can find all that at glennclarkradio.com. Of course, tomorrow night, UFC 274, Charles Oliveira and Justin Gaethje at 10 o'clock. The uh, zone for uh, Canelo Alvarez and Dimitri Bivol at 8. And you'll want to be in the FanDuel Sportsbook in order to watch those fights. And the Kentucky Derby tomorrow, uh, I believe 6.57 is when the race weird actually goes off. All right. Nothing it's of on note. NBC, by the way. Yeah. Nothing of note on Friday, uh, tonight. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday Night Live, hosted by Benedict Cumberbatch, a musical guest, Arcade Fire at 11. They love our stupid Arcade Fire. Like I, I swear to God, it's like 12th time that Arcade Fire has been the musical guest on SNL. They're uh, not good. And then on Sunday, you have Saturday Night Live, a Saturday Night Live Mother's Day at 9 o'clock on NBC. Oh, I NBC. do love when they do those special. I, I do love that. And then on NB- on. NBO, HBO, the season finale of Winning Time, The Rise of the Los Angeles Lakers sad. Dynasty. I'm sad about that. And uh, stuff and things. Ooh, okay, very good. All right, uh, Jordan, social media. Instagram, jschwartzberg1, Twitter, schwartzbergjs. Cass. Instagram, Cassidy underscore um, Elizabeth22, and then Twitter, CassidyButler5. Uh, thanks today to Spiro Maricus. Thanks also to Ryan Watson, as well as to Jamie Chadwell, the coach of Coastal Carolina. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. On Monday morning, uh, we are scheduled to be joined by Daniel Fa'alele, uh, Ravens' fourth-round pick, offensive lineman out of Minnesota. Jeremy Kahn, of course, scheduled to join us as well. What's coming up on the bat around tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow we've got Eric Garfield and Ben McDonald. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Thanks to everybody. And Stan. And Stan, yes. That's, well, that's the headliner. Thanks, everybody, at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Baltimore Police, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, the Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Paul at Paul Valley the Third. Thanks to Ryan uh, at Rexpex Ryan. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Clark Radio. You okay over there, Jordan? Jesus Christ. Jordan's falling apart. Have a great weekend. Go all the local lacrosse teams. Uh, go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too.